Today on Gamerhead Radio, they broke it, you bought it. Let that sink in. Gamerhead Radio starts now. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Gamerhead Radio. I am Charlie Technotronicorn Worthley. Candy Mountain, Charlie. I am Jonathan Santiago, a.k.a. Fallon Flynn. Morbius for villains! Come on! I am a.k.a. Insert name here, a.k.a. Goat. <laughs> well. Insert name here. All right, I'm going to go with um, um, Japanese Pants Man because of comment made just a second ago <laughs> uh, off air. I am, if we're inserting name, I'm going to call you Totes McGoats. <laughs> That's what I'm going to call wow. you. How did you know my poor name? <laughs> oh! Gross. And we've already gone too far. It's been 30 seconds. (laughs) Right at the beginning of the show. Let's let's get into it hard and heavy. No pun intended. We Um, have a guest with us in studio today. We do have a guest with us this evening. Uh, Hopefully he's still here after that. I'm going to walk out. Mr. Ricky Keller. Hi, Ricky. You blew it. Fish. Hey, how you doing, guys? Welcome to Das Show. Thanks. Really good to be here, and uh, appreciate the invite. You know, a long-time listener, a few-time comment responder, first-time co-host, so yeah. Yes. (laughs) We're building your resume. Yes. We uh, we brought Ricky onto the show to discuss uh, the feature later on, uh, where we will uh, we were all furiously bitch up a storm. I'm sure it's gonna be it's gonna be good stuff. Yes, um, on Ricky. our soapbox that we brought in. That's right, that's right. I I always keep my soapbox with me. It's collapsible. It fits in my pants. Holds my sub. Sits in my yeah, trunk. That's it. That's it. Um, Ricky, why don't you uh, why don't you tell the listeners at home uh, what it is that uh, that you do? Sure, I'm a I'm a game developer. I I have uh, been so for about four years now, so I've got about four years of experience. Um, I've worked on titles. I won't say exactly what, but I, I worked on titles uh, that have been published by Microsoft and and Disney, um, uh, a few other publishers. Um, but yeah, yay Fantastic. for Iron Curtains. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't blame them though. Welcome, welcome to our uh, our jolly show. Thanks very much. Uh, so, uh, before we get to uh, talking a little bit about what we've been playing this last week, uh, coming out and releases on the 28th, uh, handful of stuff, we got Broken Age Act 2 on Linux, Mac, and Windows, uh, Broken Age The Complete Adventure coming out on PS4 and PS Vita, Magicka Wizard Wars on Windows, Omega Quintet on the PS4, State of Decay Year One Survival Edition, in case you've been waiting on that, on the Xbox One. Dick Free. Uh, well, yeah. yeah well, <laughs> presumably. <laughs> Somebody get in there with a fine-tooth comb and really look for it. Refer yeah. to previous episode if you don't know what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, uh, Tropico 5, still making those on PS4. And, still um, making those. I don't know if that's a particularly uh, positive it's, it's, endorsement. It's, it's still one, making those. I mean, I've never played it. I can't tell you anything about it, but it's one of those games where... I don't know anybody who's ever played this game yet. I Here's, have. Oh, you, you've played it? Yeah, it's SimCity Dictator of Edition. Of course right. you have. <laughs> of course. It wouldn't just be enough okay. for Goat to play uh, like a SimCity type game. He's got to dictate the people. <laughs> yes. More minions, more fun. There you go. Well, I don't know many. Now, one. I don't know many. I, I don't know, okay, I can safely say at this point, I don't know any humans that have played this game. Just one Goat. Just Goat. Um, so just the, it's the fifth one, and so I'm just, you know. Musing over that, and then um, I don't know how to pronounce this. Um, yis V or possibly Yis Six. Um, I think it's Yis. Yis, 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 Yis. yis. <laughs> oh, it's c- capital Y, little S. 
and then VI, which I'm assuming is a six, uh, the art of nephesism words uh, coming out on Windows. <laughs> Yay, something that's not Actually, pronounceable, not on Vita. I'm going to pick that one up now, Charlie. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> like, you sold them on it. Type Babel into the, <laughs> um, the search engine. You six, I will um, be waiting on my commission check. Um, <laughs> there you go. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's about it coming out this week. So, uh, Let's go around the room. We'll start with you, Ricky. So, uh, you know, as uh, as you know from the show, we always talk a little bit about what we've been playing the last week. Uh, you are feel free to talk about anything you've been playing recently that uh, you would like to mention. Sure, of course. Well, you guys have been talking about GTA Online a lot, so I, I did play. It inspired me to pick it up and uh, uh, off the shelf and play it on PS3 a little bit. I was upset after playing um, some next gen console games that it seemed really really slow and. Um, just not as fun. I, I really wish I had it for a next gen, but I, I haven't been able to uh, justify picking it up at full price yet. Yeah, it's for um, reason. There's a lot of value in it. I mean, even I could understand not wanting to buy a game you already purchased at full price, yeah. but I it's actually great have game. gotten more play out of it the second time around than I had the first time. Mm-hmm. Somehow. Oh, don't don't get me wrong. I can't give Rockstar enough money uh, between <laughs> between GTA and and Red Dead Redemption. They put out some great titles. A word of, a word of advice: um, When I upgraded myself, they gave me seventeen dollars for my uh, used last gen copy. So you technically really? Yeah, Where you, did that happen? Uh, GameStop. Oh, I'm sure anywhere. GameStop. So okay. I mean, so, so just taking tr- my old copy yeah. and if you nice. upgrade it, I think there's a little bonus, so you can get it for cheaper than full price. Yeah, but if you're if you're mm. part of the the gamers club, the Best Buy too, they do mm-hmm. accept like trade-ins. You do get like trade-in values at Best yeah. Buy if you remember that. So, and then you can just and uh, then you can use transfer the your character and, over. Yeah. I feel like maybe I should have known this, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's why you're here. That's yeah, so I come here to get the information. Um yeah, so uh, other than that, I picked I uh, picked up also I want to say left behind left, Yeah, left behind the DLC package for The Last of Us. And I played through that. I'm not sure if you guys have. Um, it was pretty good. I would say I, I've really been into narrative-based games uh, recently. It wasn't as great as uh, the main storyline for The Last of Us, I would say. But still definitely worth worth playing. I think it was like 15 bucks if you get it new. But if you have the PS4, I think it just comes with it. If you get the PS4 Remastered Edition. Yeah. 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 So that was um, that was pretty fun to play through. And then uh, lastly... Never Alone I played through yesterday. It's a really short game, three or four hours. That's the one about the little Inuit girl and mm. um, the fluffy white dog. The wolf, yeah. Oh, sorry, <laughs> yeah. it's a fox, not a wolf. Yeah. Um, that one's really good for um, a narrative game as well. Um, they had a lot of clips of movies going through to explain things that were happening in the game. So sort of slash a, a game slash documentary. Um, oh, that's cool. And that was really fun to play through. So, yeah, yeah I, I definitely recommend oh. it. It was on, I think it was PlayStation Plus, one of the free games this month. So, um, Yeah, and it's also, I was looking at it because it's on sale on um, on Xbox Live yeah. right now. I think it's like normally like 15 I think it's on sale for $8 and yeah. some change. I almost yeah. cracked the other day. $9, yeah. $8.99. But now that, now that it, oh, it yeah. comes with your endorsement, I may actually be picking that up. Yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah. to get it. Pro- probably just a couple more days. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't know if it'll still be on sale by the time this episode goes up on what usually is this Tuesday. But, um, but uh, yeah, your endorsement is uh, is making me rethink my decision not to get it. So. It's not without its problems. I won't say it's okay. a perfect game, but it is definitely worth the money and your time. So okay, cool, cool. Yeah. Does it, oh, wait, 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 on to get Charlie on board. Does it uh, to keep your saves? 
<laughs> it must certainly does keep you. Still haven't gone back. They they still haven't patched that. that really? Yeah. I've I've been it's looking. It's been like three weeks, a month. It's, yeah, it's been a long time. So we can call it Ori in the Broken Forest. Oh man. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I just but I'm, I'm I'm this close to just taking a chance and going back to it because I miss that game so much. I yeah. want to go back and play I haven't purchased it I just it. based on the fact that you said that it had those issues right. and I heard other people had it. So I'm waiting. I'm waiting until yeah. we fix it. I have an idea. Yeah. I have an idea, Charlie. Just take your game time, like on a Saturday, right? Uh-huh. And just marathon it so you don't have to worry about going back to your safe. Perfect. That's not the worst idea I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> it can't be that long. It's good, man. Yeah, make make really it a Chinese know. takeout day. Yeah. Sit there, plop yeah. down, and do, do the <laughs> exactly. thing, man. I will uh, take that under due consideration. <laughs> now, for everybody listening at home, too, um, normally there's there's a joke, a little bit of a joke uh, with some of the listeners that there's a there's an Xbox skew <laughs> just based on the fact that the three people that host the show... All own an Xbox and, Team and Green. Uh, you know, don't own a PlayStation 4 yet. At least yet. I plan on getting one soon. But Ricky uh, does not own an Xbox one. He is a PlayStation <laughs> 4 owner. So he'll be able to provide you guys a little bit of the, satiate a little bit of that PlayStation yeah. thirst <laughs> that you guys and have. I, and I will have to, I do admire the fact that you are in fact wearing a blue shirt. <laughs> he is. Oh, Team Blue. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, uh, so anything else you had played uh, recently? Um, that was actually I played a little bit of Hearthstone based on your recommendation from either last episode or the episode. Before. And how'd you feel about that? It's really fun, man. <laughs> it's real. I was a little bit worried when I looked and saw the DLC was like twenty five bucks a pop for both yeah. of them. Yeah. But <laughs> I think yeah. But um, the game, the free, what you get is there's a lot there, great. and there's some little microtransactions for them to make their money. But if you play for long enough and just have fun with yep. it, yeah, definitely great. They can be a little slow to earn cards to level up uh, the the starter decks and stuff, but if you if you got the time and, and and if you're playing it on mobile platforms especially, you got nothing but time with those things. Yeah, it's, it's fine and it does play well as a mobile title very well. From what I understand, it's also uh, cross platform. You it can pick it up is. on your PC or Mac or whatever too, and and pick up the. So yeah. that's it's tied to your Battle.net account. So right, if you're right. logging in, it links the two things. So whatever you do on the mobile platform ends up translating over so, to the whatever other platform you're playing needs on. To be so more it's, of it's that. nice. Cool. It's nice. cool. And that was it for me. Cool. Goat, how about you? Uh, let's see. I did I did some weird things. Uh, so let's get the normal ones out. Neverwinter. Still plugging along at that. Awesome. Except for that one raid. Uh, <laughs> we don't talk about that one raid. Well, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, this will be a great raid. No big deal. Holy shit. Womp womp. <laughs> Hour and a half later, and I'm sweating going, okay, never doing that again. Never. Glad to handle it. Thanks for the 10 gamer score. Moving on with my life. Wow, okay. Yeah, it was nuts. <laughs> there because it's like this thing where you go through and it's like, here's a boss. I'm like, oh cool, we're done with the raid. Nope. <laughs> you go a little bit more and they're like, Oh hey, wait, there's a bigger boss. I'm like, uh, <laughs> all right, that's cool. He's gonna be the last one. No, this goes on for four. Count them four <laughs> bosses, and they get bigger, like physically bigger in size and crazier as you go on. I'm like, oh, okay, that's that's great. I never, nope, huh. yeah, deny all the requests. Go rage quit and uninstall the game. No, 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 no. I moved on. <laughs> Got a horse. Yeah, it's all fine. I, I moved <laughs> on. They make it sound like you found peace in your yeah, life. Right? Cool. Yeah. I've moved on. I had. I got closure. three levels out of it. I'm cool. <laughs> I just won't do it again. Hey, what yeah. else? Anything? Uh, GTA Online mm-hmm. with the craziness. Uh, if you follow me on social media, you now know that I have a sickness. Yeah, you do. We uh, um, we um, we had some uh, shared gamerhead sessions. Uh, yes. a couple more of those this week. Um, I flattened goat with a fire truck is one of my. That was. My- <laughs> I'm so sad I missed it. We did have a session together this week at the beginning of the week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
and there was a lot of fun to be had there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, That's when Charlie went rogue at the end of our session. <laughs> he did. And burned through, I think collectively we burned through $50,000 in we ammo, something like that. We killed <laughs> the shit out of each other. And I have, I took a lot of video on that one, a bunch of clips, but it was I'm hilarious. trying to remember how that happened. I remember it started with one of us shooting each other. You. Yeah. I, no, okay. it always starts with you. Okay, well, I remember exactly how it happened. We're done for the night. Charlie's uh-huh. like, I'm done. John's being a nice guy. And taking Charlie like to the I ATM do. to get the to put his money away, and then he was uh-huh. gonna go. To, you were gonna go to John's house. Uh-huh. At some point, something snapped in your head, and you just shot John in the face while he was driving. I think you did. <laughs> yeah, I was in the car. You got out of the car, yeah. and then you yeah. shot me in the head. Yeah. Like As a matter of st- fact, I was backing up, and what I remember, if I remember right, was. As I was backing away from whatever it was, wherever it was I dropped you, um, not noticing that you had pulled the gun on me, <laughs> trying to figure out why I died <laughs> while my head hit the, the horn of my car, which does bump, 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 So there's my dead body slumped over the car horn, and I'm like, what happened? And then I look to the bottom left. Charlie. <laughs> It's always the nice ones you gotta watch out it for. Is, it is. He's so like nice in day to day life that yeah, when you put him you in the digital world, he's just a rampager, man. Hey, listen, I only I only <laughs> go on murderous rampages against people that I care about. Oh, let's go, oh. man. That uh, love hurts, does it? I see how it is. So then, so then I started a duel with you, and then you proceeded to not let me win anything. Yeah. During that duel, you can compl- you. I, I don't think I got one kill off on you. So then the duel ended. You did. Like, you got a couple of kills oh, off I? on oh, okay, you. Okay. So on the duel, yeah, I think you got one. Okay, okay. And then and then the duel ended, and I was like, you were like, oh, that was fun. Then you then you got in the car with Goat, and both of you were about to drive away. And I was like, no, I am not satisfied. <laughs> and I then pull out my yeah. shotgun. Yeah. Gunned down his coat. Oh, both, both of you guys in the head in the car at the same time. Cold and just watch you both slump over. Hold wow. on. And then it was just chaos. Yes. And and the thing that pisses me off is I went out and I spent my hard-earned money and bought a nice Suburban for us to cruise in. <laughs> I cruised up to show the gentleman what it is. He blows my head off and gets blood on my brand new interior. Go, go and then was pulled a, you out of it and yeah, go away It's it. true. Go, Goat was a victim of circumstance because he got he got stuck between mine and Charlie's turf war. Yeah. We were killing each other. Goat rolled up. Look what I bought for us. And Bang. Charlie's like, fuck you. And blew his head off and took his truck. Nice guy, they said. You know? No, but no, a lot of a lot of GTA mm-hmm. happening. Yes, um, probably will be a continuing thing yes. for some time with yeah. this group. I think. But but to get back to my sickness, I now am um, rocking a suit that is green and black. Uh, Good. Uh, my suburban now has a a black and gray paint job with the green neons. Excellent. I painted my bike gamer head colors. I am probably the r- whitest gangbanger I know for a podcast <laughs> in the existing <laughs> digital world. <laughs> okay. Represent, <laughs> yes, as they say. So yeah, and I, I mean, obviously, if you want to follow that, just find us and all our lovely clips on the <laughs> internet. They're abundant. Uh, then I, I w- I'm going to edit some of mine together yeah. and throw them up soon. I think I've got enough I, I, of them yeah, to I make got a bunch montage. I got to too. And and folks, feel free to join our crew. Because, yes, uh, we are looking for uh, yeah. for new crew members. Oh yeah. Yep. Oh, that reminds me. Apparently, some of the listeners are also PlayStation uh, players that have GTA. And mm. if I'm going to do the upgrade, um, I just want to give my my uh, tag out real quick. Oh, so yeah, please do. Uh, um, it's milkshake spelled like a moron. So <laughs> milk milk is normal, but shake is S H A Y K instead of K E. Right on. So okay. milkshake and. and- and I will uh, I will announce this. Uh, B Squatter Travis Landing is going to be heading up our uh, Gamerhead crew on the PS side. Okay. You know what's awesome? I'm pretty sure through the Rockstar Social mm-hmm. Club that that 
crew mm-hmm. exists on whatever platform. So, okay. so if you if you join through mm-hmm. the Rockstar Social okay. Club, not through the game itself, I'm almost positive you can join the same okay. crew. Just you won't show up in the Xbox game, obviously, but mm-hmm. you'll still be part of Gamerhead Radio. Excellent. Okay. So good it's so, good. Cool. Join the crew. Legion must yes. grow. Yeah. Go anything so, else? Uh, yeah, then I took a left turn, and uh, NBA 2K15 was free this weekend. Oh. So I, uh, I tried to play uh, to do the basketballs. <laughs> I don't do the basketballs. <laughs> he, he, he did message us and say, hey, it's free this weekend. Why don't we get together and play it? Crickets. I don't think either of us <laughs> responded. We were just like, nope. Not I was like, gonna... oh, let's see what this does. And I'm like, uh, NBA Jam has ruined me. <laughs> yeah. I had 15... Stupid realistic games. Yeah, I had like, yeah. I had like 15 fouls in the first quarter. Apparently you can't hit the guy what? to get the ball away from him. That is uh, <laughs> record breaking. Yeah. Who knew? Record breaking. <laughs> but I mean, it's it's insane. Like I I forget sports games. Like I I I long for the sports games to take a step back. Like, I understand sports games are sports games. But I take take a step back for me and just give me like play a game. Very simple. Play a game. Pass. Shoot. Let's do something. Because now I had to. I had to make a character. I had to sign online. I had to play a current game that actually is happening in the NBA because I'm on the online. Yeah. What? Yeah. I'm like. Wow. I'm like. Whoa. We I'm, played that whoa. game earlier this year. It's called IDARB. Yeah. I'm yeah. like. <laughs> you, you, wow. Yeah. It's way too intense. Like the sports world has gotten as bad as the role playing world. Probably easier to just go outside and actually fucking play basketball. Yeah. That's outside now. There is the hurdle. But uh, that's about it, though. Just the, the normals and a weird one. Charlie. Uh, so um, I uh, followed through with uh, with my uh, my intended goal that I stated last week and um, went on a little bit of a catch-up. So I finished. Um, I got caught up on Tales of the Borderlands. Really loving this game. Yeah. Like, especially for not knowing anything about, like, really anything mm-hmm. about, like, the other Borderlands games. Like, I, I, as I mentioned, I started the first one, but couldn't get into it, and so that's all that I played of it. But Tales of the Borderlands is really, really good. No spoilers. Mm-hmm. I've still got to finish it. No spoilers. It is um, funny. Yeah, really yeah. good. Um, I will say that um, I am, as I go through the current seasons of Game of Thrones and Tales of the Borderlands, I'm further and further convinced that the team from Walking Dead is the team that's working on Tales of the Borderlands and whatever their B team is is working on Game of Thrones. Because like just the quality of just like the, the, the mouth sync and just like the animations and just everything in Tales of the Borderlands is just right up there with Walking Dead. And I'm constantly just let down, frankly, by what's in Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like Game of Thrones. I like the story. I mean, especially because I've invested in the world and everything. So I'm, 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 I'm not saying anything. You know, I'm, I'm still going to keep playing. I'm still, I'm still enjoying it. But I, yeah. I definitely feel like the B team is on the animation side. So of it's a safe assumption that they put... They, they, they put the good team on to sell Tales of the Borderlands and they relied on the Game of Thrones name to sell. I would say that would be a sound business strategy, okay. yes. Um, so then I also went and I started the um, Watch Dogs uh, DLC uh, content, Bad Blood, I believe is what it's called. Um, and it's where you play through as a T-Bone, the, the dreadlock I think you mentioned guy. that last week. You started yeah. it last week, didn't you? Uh, I was going to. I, I, oh, that was, that came up. up in my list of things that I realized I had paid for and never went back oh. and played. <laughs> and so, um, so, yeah, I'm starting my, my DLC backlog, which I didn't mm. even realize that I had. But I do. quite mm, a deep That's one, a sickness. Maybe a little bit, um, but anyways, um, it's uh, it's it's okay. Um, I'm I, I, I the one thing I'll say is that it, it appears that they've added a ton of content. Um, you know, it's um, the 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 gist of it. And I'll, I'll try and be as spoiler free as I can here. Um, but uh, the gist of it is that it happens after the completion of the main storyline of Watch Dogs. And the idea is that now T-Bone wants to get out of the city. He's like, I'm done with this. Like, I'm a wanted man here, and so I just want, I want to get out of here. 
and um, something happens where another one of the characters from the game that that you encounter while playing Watch Dogs get in, gets in a tight situation. And he's he needs his help, and so he sticks around to help him. And the way that he does this is. Um, the uh well to to be able to help him he needs to reacquire like resources and money and things like that and so the way that he is going to do this is he hooks up with it's very person of interesty if you've ever watched that the 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 television show Mm -hmm. is he basically he has like a a friend who is a uh who is a detective and she is like you know she's in the situation where like there's all there's all this gang problems especially now that like you know the a lot of the main gang leaders are dead as a result of the the story in watchdogs um so now there's kind of like chaos and like lack of leadership and things like that and all like the 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 gangs and mobs and all that and so there are all these problems and she says basically he she is paying t-bone to go take care of these issues Mm -hmm. and um and so there's like i was looking through the achievements and there's like you know complete 20 driving tasks complete like 20 stealth missions complete 20 of this 20 of that 20 there's like a hundred things to do so you know the um the amount of content that they add in this dlc is good um so I'm not complaining about that, but as far as playing a giant open world game like this, um, Grand Theft Auto has spoiled me because it is so good. <laughs> and Watch Dogs, I mean, just the engine, just like the way it plays and looks and everything, is just, just it's, it's frankly just not as good. And so I'm, I'm sort of I'm sort of having like. I mean, it's not a last-gen console, but I'm, I'm sort of having that, like, last-gen visual wall where it's like, you go back and you play an old game, and you're just like, this hasn't aged well. Like, I, this doesn't look Do good to me Do you find yourself while you're playing it going, it's kind of, I want to play Grand Theft Auto. Does it make you want to just pop the disc <laughs> and play that does, instead? Kind of does, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give that a couple more goes. Um, I'm not turned off of it yet enough to, like, you know, say I'm not going to go back to it. I'm, I'm going to keep plugging along on it. But um, it's definitely not as gripping as either the main story of Watch Dogs was or, or as Grand Theft Auto is. Um, and, you know, for being relatively similar games as far as, you know, being in big cities and driving around and doing stuff, whatever. Um, you know, it's, it's comparable in that aspect to me. So, uh, so let's see. I also tried um, uh, the demo for Trials Evolution. Um, you know the, uh, the the motorcycle racing stunt game. That game is fun. That game is crazy. <laughs> I've played so, I played some of the earlier Trials games, and uh, none of them were like this. This is like in the future, and so like platforms and stuff are like flying in from all directions. Jesus. Like you don't know what the course is going to look like until like you're right on top of it because like the you know like a spaceship holding the track comes and flies in and like catches you as you're falling. It's, it's, it's really freaking crazy. Yeah. yeah. It sounds um, awesome, though. Yeah, it's it was a lot of fun actually. I'm I'll probably pick that up at some point too. Right um, if it uh, if it comes up on sale. Um, that, that 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 kind of game, you know, for whatever uh, for whatever this is worth as a as a testimonial, that kind of game is not my cup of tea at all. But I really enjoyed that demo. Awesome. Um, I played through all of the demo levels t- to the point where I actually went back and played through all the demo levels until I got a gold medal on every single one of them. You know, <laughs> getting, getting through them all without you know without a, without a fault. I have without, to check that out without crashing. So. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I also I also see it being very uh, very rabbit hole ish because I mean like yeah. I, I see that getting very hard. Uh, my personality type is the kind where I obsess over things, and so my concern would be that I would not be able to stop playing that game until I got a perfect on every level. So I yeah, might yeah. not buy it <laughs> for that very reason. But um, I don't know. The first trials game, I've yet to see anybody pass thirty gamer score. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. I did pick up that game. I can attest that it gets. Uh, very difficult, especially during the the later, uh, I guess, rounds or yeah, courses. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's there are some fun things along the way though. You get like this super jump thing. See how far you can uh, kind of do the long jump. That's um, if you've seen like the Winter Olympics big long jump yeah. ski thing. Um, so there's something like that. But 
every time you wreck, I, I think just everything about the game is is satisfying and entertaining. Every time you wreck, you like messing up is just as fun as not messing. That's up. That's true. Which is <laughs> like great success when you're that's making awesome. a game. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I th- that's another one I would I would recommend. Like, especially if it's on sale, I would say pick it up. Um, but if you're going, if you're a completionist like uh, Charlie is explaining that he is, I would say uh, maybe steer clear yeah. because it might <laughs> drive you insane. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. John, how about you? Um, I not not much of a difference from last week. I was trying to get through Wolfenstein uh, because uh, Ryan on was kind enough to lend me a copy of that. Uh, and I got a little ways into it. It started out kind of a, a typical shooter, and I wasn't necessarily... I didn't dislike it. It's very pretty, but I felt like, oh, this is just a corridor shooter. Um, but then right near the beginning of the game, as it sort of winds into the narrative, I found myself being pretty engaged by it because it uh, takes kind of a morbid turn and makes you make a really fucked up decision um, that that had some weight to it, and that immediately caught my attention, and I'm enjoying it tremendously now. It's, really? it's that set of tone, and that atmosphere is continuing, and I get the sense that some good things are coming, so I'm going to keep playing that, but I didn't play much of it this week, mostly because I got sidetracked by Mortal Kombat again. I've been digging deep, deep, deep into Mortal Kombat to try yeah. and figure out I've, I've played everybody. I've played all three of everybody's you know, uh, styles, and I've been trying to kind of narrow down my short list of maybe like four or five people that I'm focusing on learning. And uh, my guy is Aaron Black. Easy. And um, I'm learning this because anybody who knows my brother and I, we have had an, uh, you know, now decades-long uh, ongoing battle in fighting games. It just evolves across fighting games as yeah. it goes. Um, the battlefield is jagged and angry. <laughs> uh, we finally played last week. Um, the battle was furious. And uh, at the end of the day, uh, there were a couple of videos that popped up online of my brother uh, serving me not so well. And uh, I saw the one that Annalise posted. Yes, and my point to Annalise was this. This is how, this is how bad journalism happens. It's how a <laughs> skewed perspective comes about because she put two videos up of Nick's victories at the end of the night. The tally was 8-7 in my favor. I whooped his ass. <laughs> it was good. He was very angry. Uh, I talked a lot of shit. I'm sure he, as we speak, he's probably at home furiously getting his Ermac game on point. Um, but I have been practicing with Aaron Black. Next that's time new, we play. That's that new bounty hunter character? Yeah, he's like, the, like, he's like a, a gunslinger, like okay, a yeah. six-shooter type gunslinger. I love him. Um, next time we we play together uh now that we've gotten our hands on it and kind of uh, uh gotten into the swing of it i think we're going to stream it and i'm going to put up an event page for that soon so that my brother and i can stream it and you know maybe if all works out well you know uh, gamerhead and in, in company will be there you know uh, i'd love to do that but uh it will be uh hilarious and i'm going to call it right now i'm a whoop his ass again <laughs> How so, do you guys come up with best of 15, or was that just like you yeah, came just, up ahead and was you know like, what it was? Oh, well, I would have stayed and played like all night, but late. it was running late, and uh, we had done the first <laughs> like, half. <laughs> we had done the first half of that set before we rehearsed, and then we rehearsed, and uh, I was ready to leave. I was ready to pack it up, but my brother had to talk shit. Uh-oh. He had to come in there and go, what do you mean going to go home? we got to finish this match. And I was just like, look, man, you want... he had the win at that point. He was ahead at that point. And I was just like, look, I, I understand, but it's like it's like midnight and i got to go home, man. It's getting late. And he was just like, oh, come on, you know, I mean, I understand if you're scared. And I was just like, Ooh. my brother and I have this relationship when we play fighting games 
where whatever love and sweetness we have is just gone. It's gone. It just becomes this feral, ferocious, hate, hateful shit. And uh, whenever he challenges me like that, it's the whole like, what's the matter, McFly? Chicken? <laughs> it's that, man. You know, like I have to fucking, I have to answer the call. And he knows it. He knows it. The bastard knows it. So he calls me back and I was like, fine. I said, we're going to do one match, whatever the outcome I've got to go home. And so we played. Whooped his ass. <laughs> uh, fatality. And and at that point, we were we were tied, you know. And he was just, I was like, all right, I got to go. And he's just like, no, I want a rematch. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, God. I was like, you only want a rematch because if you take the win, then you're going to talk shit and be like, all right, go home. So I said, I'll give you a rematch. So we did a rematch. Whooped his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Another fatality. Um, he was he was pissed. He was very angry, and I was just like, "Look, I gotta go, man. Really, I sat the controller down. Um, I was walking towards the outside of the door. No, actually, that match is where we were tied. And he's just okay. like, "You don't want to see how it ends?" I said, "We'll finish it next time." He goes, "That's a new game. Next time you come over, he's like." <laughs> Just gotta get it while it's fresh, man. And and Your I'm about to leave. Is a convincing guy. And Annalise is is over there, like yeah, like shit talking. <laughs> and I was just like, I was halfway out the door, and he's just like, well, I guess if that's where you're gonna leave it, you pussy. And I was just like, you know what? <laughs> but I came back in there, and I rolled up my proverbial sleeves, and went in there, and we played. Whooped his ass. <laughs> With a fatality. <laughs> Again, three uh, in a row. Three fatalities. Shame all over the place. Um, so I sat the controller down, looked at him, gave him my like, whatever. Dropped face. the mic as a word. I did, I did. And I left and talked shit and I heard him cursing all the way up the stairs. It was great. So I guarantee you he's over there. No, uh, what I looked at him and I said was, uh, we, had a sh- we were supposed to have a show last night that got canceled for Villains. And I, I said, oh, before I leave, though, I wanted to ask you a question about the show. And he looks up at me. He's playing. He immediately goes into practice mode against Aaron Black, playing as Ermac, because Ermac is his guy. And he looks at me like his head was, like, like on a swivel, like, like fucking The Exorcist or something. And he looks up at me, and he goes, there won't be a show, because I'll be down here practicing to beat your fucking face. <laughs> and I went call you about it tomorrow <laughs> and then i left but that's where i left my brother was stewing in in his rage All to right. stomp me out knowing this i spent a, a large portion of my game day today uh practicing aaron black uh, <laughs> for the inevitable retaliation that'll come so that's that's it i played a little grand theft auto online which i talked about with you guys already and that was all of my gta online this week i didn't do anything else with it that's it. That was it. That was it for me. No, nothing else special this week. Well, all right. Now that you know what we did this last week in video gaming, let's see what the industry did this last week in video gaming. All right. Leading up the charge this week at number five, PC game wants to ban jerks and bullies, but some think it's gone too far. So Killing Floor 2, um, you've seen a little bit of uh, you know alpha footage of it. Uh, they've done a little bit of open testing for it. Um, if you don't know what it is, it's a multiplayer competitive shooter. Everybody uh, you know, is against waves and hordes of uh, increasingly more difficult uh, monsters. It is a really cool game. The first one was really cool. This one's uh, really well anticipated. It's, it's a big step up in every way. Um, they're wanting to, they're wanting to 
punish people in the game who are being racist or sexist or rude, mean, terse, whatever it is you want to say. Um, there's a clause in the uh, user license agreement, okay, that uh, sort of warns against any sort of abuse in the game. And that can be kind of vague, so they kind of had to break it down a little bit. Um, you can look for this if you want to check this clause out, by the way. It's under the Cheats, Cheating, and Abusive Behavior section. And it reads as follows. We will not tolerate anyone using the game or any servers or forums provided for the game to be continually or repeatedly abusive to other players. This includes but is not limited to griefing, racist bigotry, sexism, or any other form of cyberbullying. We will also not tolerate anyone hosting servers for the game which where such behaviors are continually or repeatedly allowed to take place. If we find you are a cheater or abusive, we will revoke your CD key and ban you from the KF2 servers and tell your mom. Actually says that. <laughs> um, uh, your license will automatically terminate without notice and you will have no rights to play KF2 or any KF2 mods against any other players or make any other use of KF2. End of story. Um... Aside from the bit about them telling on mom, which is awesome, it's good that they have a sense of humor about it, there are a handful of people who are complaining on Steam that they're not going to buy the game. They're like, I won't be told what to do with the game that I purchased. You guys are being too harsh and your judgments are too uh, too strict. Um, you can actually, uh, if you go and look up the, the Killing Floor 2 page, um, even though it's not out, it does have uh, you know a hub page. If you go check it out... Um, People are already kind of leaving commentary about it, and some people think it's the greatest thing in the world and love that they're they're being so hard and cracking down on these people who have a tendency to ruin it for other people, and other people think that they're being a little too forceful in their control of the game, that, that they shouldn't tell people what to do with the product they purchased. Um, so if you want to go and read a lot of that commentary, all you got to do is go onto Steam and go to Killing Floor 2's you know, hub, and you'll be able to look all that shit up. Um, gentlemen, are they being too harsh? Or is nope. this a good thing? So here's my thing. All right. <clears throat> Let me just slide my soapbox in here. Uh, <laughs> the people who are bitching and crying that they're being too harsh are the exact assholes they don't want playing the game. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> the people you guys, who are, we don't want you. Yeah. Yeah. The people who are applauding it are the people who they want to play the game. The good people. If, if, yeah. if you have an issue with people telling you not to be a douchebag, racist piece of shit, you, you, you get bigger problems offline that you got to fix there, bud. Yeah. This isn't a, a public forum. This is a private game space where they can dictate the rules however they wish. So The, the counter argument to this is, let's say whatever uh, method that they're using to flag this system and flag the people... Um, there are a lot of players who are concerned that uh, in, in the world we're living in, in which children uh, spitefully swat each other uh, during live streams and such, there are a lot of people who are worried that uh, developers or players will get pissed at another player and be spiteful and report them for being abusive and saying and doing things that they didn't do or swarm reporting people, having whole groups of people report against somebody because they don't like them for whatever reason and get them, you know... Uh, um, a judiciously banned from the game, whether they deserve to be or not. And so a lot of people are concerned that it's going to create a little bit of a, a methodology to exploit. Um, you know, I mean, is it, uh, is, is it viable? You just think that could be an issue? And, I mean, realistically thinking about the internet world and how, how kind of lawless it can be on the PC. John, that's, a, that's viable for any online game you play. Yeah, but not, mm. but not for something. Most people, if you report, like I know for a fact that when you report somebody on Xbox Live for being abusive, it the, goes most, in, the most Microsoft does is go, I don't do it that. Goes, it goes into a file 13, yeah. Yeah, they're not going to cut out yeah. 
you know, uh, somebody who's paying mm-hmm. the yearly subscription for their service. You know what I mean? As a counteraction, a, a false report could have its own set of punishments, just like false 911 calls. Yeah. But then that begs the question, how much time, money, and energy are they going to put into investigating these claims? You know what I mean? Like, I think it's, I think that should be the answer personally, mm. but realistically, and as somebody who's worked in development, do you really think a studio is going to put that much manpower on investigating these things? Um, not not for not for this game. I, yeah. I think a happy medium to make sort of everyone happy is to give um, servers where that sort of thing is permitted. Say whatever horrible thing you want, and then have safe servers and only monitor the safe servers. That way, people who want to go do that thing are. I don't know, more given a space to do that and you might get less of this sort of at least confrontation. There's less to monitor or less to. Sure. But uh, no, that's a good point. There may be just far too much to keep up with and that's yeah. that's, a, that's a problem. This may not come up uh, with a few with many more games simply for the reason that it's costly to have such moderators on that frequently moderating so many. Oh, I would imagine. Uh, you got to pay somebody to watch your site. I, I, I still think it's a, a very good endeavor. I just don't expect it to come Even around. just yeah. the threat might be enough to keep the worst offenders away. Yes. Yeah, maybe yeah. so. Yeah. That's very true. Maybe so. I got time to tell on that one. Let's yeah. see. If anything else pops up on mine, I'll be glad to kind of follow up on that. Please do. Not, uh, going on to number four, ex-Battlefield producer launches a new game company, which he is dubbing the first unpublisher. So, uh, former Battlefield producer Gordon Van Dyke uh, has worked on a bunch of titles in that series, including Battlefield 2142, which I loved back in the day, uh, Bad Company franchise, and uh, left to join Paradox Interactive. He started up his, uh, his own company here. It is, a, of course, a startup, um, together with former Paradox Interactive vice president of mobile, Jonas Ant- Antonsen. It's kind of a long name. Um, they've launched Raw Fury Games, uh, and both of them are referring to the studio as an unpublisher. Um, they were quoted on the, the matter as saying, We might say it's a new breed of publisher for boutique and indie games, um, but we might just as well call it an unpublisher because of how badly the publishing term or what it traditionally stands for fits with what we're doing. We're all former developers. We used to run studios, design games, produce them, and ship them. We've seen all the shizzle. He did say shizzle, by the way. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) We've seen all the shizzle when it comes to developing games and dealing with all the traditional models. We've tried it all on our own skin. Now it's time to help fellow developers to achieve the best work, get it out there into the hands of people that truly appreciate what they've striven to create. Um, so it, it seems like what they're trying to do, and they kind of uh, went a little bit further into it in saying they, they want to dismantle how publishing traditionally works. And that's not to say that the company is totally damning the traditional publishing model. As the company explains, there are publishers out there that are nice, or at least there can be publishers out there that are nice. But uh, they just want to allow developers uh, themselves to, quote, run the show while the company offers support and assistance. We are fans and cheerleaders, uh, and, and that's how they want to be looked at by the people that they're assisting. They want to throw support at their feet. Um, if they feel like they're a worthy um, product to distribute, help distribute and publish, then they want to let them put the game out that they want to do. Essentially, they're kind of saying that if, if we have enough faith in you to, to publish your game, then we believe in what you're doing, and we will let you take the ball and run with it. Um, so I, I kind of see what they're saying by uh, kind of wanting to be the the unpublisher. So they do have a full blog post about it. Um, you know, you can look it up online, where they kind of go a little bit more into depth about what it is that they're planning to do, and kind of a little bit more about where they come from. So the first two games that Raw Fury are going to help publish are uh, mystery themed PC title Kathy Rain from Hilltop Games and a minimalist RPG Kingdom um, from Licorice and Noyo. Um, 
how do you guys feel about this? Do you think this is good for the industry? Something, uh, you know, fresh change of pace or something that's just going to fly under the radar? If it works, um, you know, with, with something like this, I mean, like the the only other instance I can really think of of a company being an un something and having it work is T-Mobile being like the uncarrier. Um, uh, you know, that, that's at least whenever when I when I heard the unpolisher, that was the first place my mind went. Yeah, but um, you're a tech related guy, yeah, so yeah. you would think of that. The average game consumer is probably not thinking. No, 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 about no that, that, and that's fine. I'm just saying, um, as far as a company trying to say like, okay, we're gonna try and break the mold and do something different. T-Mobile's pulled it off, I think. Um, they, um, I, I think I, you know, they, they are doing a lot of things that are genuinely. Uh, you know, are very out of characteristic for a carrier, like with the way that they're like paying off people, like people's contracts to get them to switch over, the way that they're structuring like their data plans and just everything. Just in general, they really are doing things different. So it's one thing to call yourself the unpublisher, but it's another thing to actually do these things in practice and actually have them pay off. So, sure. um, I think the idea is great. I think it's good for the. I, I think it's good for any industry to have some disruption. Um, and so, uh, but it just, it needs to work. It needs to actually happen because it's, it's one thing to say you're going to do it. It's another thing to actually do it. So Das Goat, what say you? I like it. Um, much like the music industry, it's nice to see a true indie label. Yeah. You know, they're doing it the, the, the homegrown way, which again, like Charlie said, if it works. <laughs> Ricky? I think it's risky. Um, from, from their perspective, I mean, uh, you guys hinted at that a little bit, but it's, um, I think game developers, game studios need to prove themselves first. I, I think that works well with Blizzard. Yeah. Blizzard, you know they're going to turn out something phenomenal. They got LTFO status, left the fuck alone status. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, they just do whatever you want for years on end because we know you're working. You know, give us progress reports. But other than that, you make blockbuster things. Uh Rockstar, same situation. Yep, yep. So, I'm sorry. Is that a real term? LTFO status? Yeah. If it's not, I it should love be. that. It's good. That is awesome. But see, my <laughs> counterpoint to that is, uh, at one point, both Blizzard and Rockstar needed a start and somebody to to believe in them. They do. Yeah. They did. And so, um, I mean, this might find the next Blizzard. No, you're, you're absolutely right. But the chances of that happening are low. Yeah. Slim. Unfortunately, they're slim, but it's possible. But hey. but wouldn't it make sense for a startup like this to it, it almost kind of feels to me based on what they're saying that given that they're a startup and there is a lot of high risk in trying to discover a new way to do it mm-hmm. that maybe it, it it's a lot less riskier. The idea is risky to start with, but maybe it's a lot less risky to start trying to for lack of a better word flesh out the details of this new quote new business model on smaller less risky titles to publish maybe that are inexpensive to publish to kind of get the maybe to get traction with the business model before trying it on something a little more bold so I I don't I don't feel like an idea like this is going to be a two years down the line thing I think it's going to be many years of refining it if they can keep it up and do it and if we see this kind of publishing uh these methods take any sort of hold. I think it might be years down the line, five, ten years before they refine it and maybe have the capital and the uh, confidence to put sure. it towards the backing of something big. Right, I, I exactly. very much hope that it pans out, though, because it's in the in the current state of things, which we'll be discussing uh, <laughs> later on in the show during the feature. Uh, it can't hurt to have a good idea, you know, and this sounds like a good idea, whether it comes to be anything. I don't know. We'll see. Right. But I like it. 
Coming in at number three, Marvel announces video game partnership with Telltale Games, and everybody cheered but Goat. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> everyone in the land, everyone cheers, and then when the crowd, the hush comes over the crowd, all you hear is one, bah. <laughs> In the background. No, actually, when you posted the story or put the story up, I, I I knew you guys were like, "Oh my god!" And my thing was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" <laughs> Anyways, pressing on with the article. So, uh, uh, an event held in San Francisco this uh, this last week uh, wielded the announcement that uh, Marvel is going to be doing uh, a, a team up with Telltale. They're going to let them mm-hmm. license some of their properties to tell some of their Telltale ass games. Yeah. You know how they do. Um, so the first of these games are going to come out to unspecified platforms in 2017. All of them. Um, it yes, be it'll them. be all of them. <laughs> yeah. They'll be episodic. Yep, yeah. So Marvel didn't disclose the name of the game or which properties Telltale might be developing games with or which ones they're going to be working with first. Um, but Marvel's Peter Phillips, Executive Vice President and General Manager for Interactive and Digital Distribution. God damn, that's a mouthful. And Jay Ong, Vice President of the Games, were joined by Marvel Games Creative Director Bill Roseman and Executive Producer Mike Jones to discuss the Entertainment Giant's future video games. So according to Roseman, the company's future Marvel games will strive for authenticity, will feel exquisite... I, don't, I think that's hilarious to use the term exquisite. And sexy. What? Oh, Not yes. something that people typically uh, Exquisitely sexy with either Telltale or Marvel, but okay, I guess we'll see what happens with that. And will be celebrated by Marvel fans. Roseman said the games will look eye-popping and feel well-built and handcrafted. Marvel's about storytelling, Philip said, saying that Marvel brand promises heroic, complex, and relatable characters. Telltale Games already works with a number of high-profile properties. We've talked about it a little bit, uh, but Walking Dead, Game of Thrones, and their uh, Enigma of a Minecraft game coming out. Um, So I don't know, man. Uh, I need you to do me a favor. I need you to say groundbreaking. Groundbreaking. Bingo! There you go. (laughs) Off of my uh, buzzwords bingo card. There you go. That's true. That's true. Charlie, are you excited for this? Um, I am. And here's my prediction on this. Um, If you think about all the Telltale games that they've done so far, um, looking at like The Walking Dead, Game of Thrones, Borderlands, none of them have focused on the main characters. It's always been like the side off characters, sometimes interacting with main characters. Like with Game of Thrones, like the main characters pop in. Like with Borderlands, uh, mild spoiler alert, Handsome Jack kind of sort of shows up. and so I kind of think it's going to be that kind of same thing. I don't think we're going to see, like, the Avengers here. I think that might, they might pop in for cameos. But for the most part, we're going to see um, probably a lot of, like, the B-Squad. All the fringe yeah, stuff. All, like, yeah, you know, all yeah. the heroes that probably, you know, that the fans have been asking. You're probably right about to that. See, um, to see in games. But, you know, it's not they're not worth, like, a feature-length movie. You know, yeah. but... Um, you know, probably be uh, like Squirrel Girl. I would love it if Squirrel Girl showed up. That you, uh, you, and exactly nobody else. <laughs> Come it's, on, she it's could draw squirrels. Precisely. <laughs> Therein lies the problem, sir. Um, <sighs> I'm excited for this. Hater's I'll, I'll try it. I'll play it. What do you think, Ricky? I'm I'm going to halfway agree with Charlie and halfway disagree. I think you're right. To, you know, just because of the way Tell, Telltale has done things, mm-hmm. um, and that is probably. That is most probable, considering the past. But um, there are reasons, I think, that, uh, for instance, in Game of Thrones and The Walking Dead, that the main characters aren't used. Their storylines are already being told, um, and it, it, the two can't clash. So sure. the, 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 the show or the comic book series can't be altered because of this game. And I think... Um, there have been enough reinventions of these characters that maybe that's possible. Maybe that doesn't make a difference. Um, 
there's Spider-Man, the Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. They all have the same thing, but they're being they're being reinvented. So I think there's maybe a greater possibility for it. I, I say it's going to be Steve the Janitor and his story <laughs> and his many adventures of cleaning up the Avengers lair. Or Avengers lair. Go, you get one more crack and then I turn your mic off. <laughs> <laughs> um, we just got to get away from Marvel. It just makes him something about it. Puts, puts the fire in his belly. Um, I, John has his broken game soapbox. I have my fuck Marvel soapbox. There you go. Um, I, Ricky, I see what you're saying. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I, Marvel has been so big on just on maintaining like this unified you know this unified universe that they're creating across all their properties yep, sure. and cult universe uh, goat that was your one Mike. <laughs> 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 um and uh it's a uh, guy you completely threw me off <laughs> mission it's accomplished cult, not me blame the mouse <laughs> um yeah, i didn't really turn off his mic obviously um so, but um, I see it, the times where they have like had to restart something over, like with Spider Man and the Hulk, it's because they screwed it up. Like the <laughs> the, 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 the Tobey Maguire Spider Man movies were just not good, and so the, they they had to restart it because they need to keep they they want to have to have Spider Man movies happening, but just continuing that storyline was just a bad idea. So I think I think the reboots that we have seen in you know since Marvel has started their whole unified universe. Vision, I think, have been reason. No, go. You don't get to talk. No, no, anymore. this is a good one. It's a quick one. You're going to be surprised. I get. No, 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 no. I do. He's, he's got his head down. It's, my one good we're two one, seconds and I'm away done. from face My palming. one good one, and I'm done. I will give Disney credit that they are taking the jumbled mess that was Marvel, and they are getting their ducks in a row, and I enjoy that. That's wow, that was How can you say you enjoy it? You haven't seen any of the movies. No, no, the fact that they took this jumbled mess of like, they were like, oh, here's all our characters. Throw them in the air. Yeah. And now they're like, okay, let's actually put them in a file cabinet and get this shit under control. Right. I enjoy that. I'm still waiting for the inappropriate comment. Are you really finished? Well, the Suicide Squad's going to be better, but oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know, maybe I'm, not. Not necessarily um, based on that Joker picture. Well, yeah, let's I saw. Well, let's yeah, move on. That's a whole. Tangent. That is an entire that different conversation. Okay, so. Um, no, I think that's a really good point, Charlie. Yeah, so um, I just I, I, I think that they're going to want to keep that going because like with the alternative mediums that they've reached out into, like with the with the Daredevil uh, Netflix series, like with Agent Carter and things like that, where they have like gone off in different directions, mm-hmm. it's still all the same universe. Sure. So um, yeah, I, I don't I don't see them doing making is because with how big I predict that this is going to be. Um, I don't see them having it not be a part of the unified universe. That that that's just my. I think they have. That's to, just you know. my guess. Keep it as part. Yeah, of Yeah, I think the whole yeah. MCU things like thing. Do you say take notes? That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Cool. Guess we but gonna I'm, find out. But I'm excited. Yeah, I'll, I'll check it yeah. out when it comes. All right, coming in at number two, Microsoft is moving ahead with software for Hololens. So, which is Microsoft's answer to the you know the VR craze is starting to pop up here. Um, while HoloLens is not a VR device, it is capable of some of the same kinds of tricks as Oculus Rift or the PlayStation Morpheus. So Microsoft has already shown off some of the concepts live and on stage, like a game of Minecraft that takes place all around your living room. Um, you know, um, So promising that market advisory group DigiCapital expects the augmented and virtual reality hardware and software could make as much as $150 billion in revenue by 2020. So... The whole augmented reality, virtual reality thing, a lot of people are projecting that it's going to be uh, maybe the next huge industry, okay? Um, the reason that this is important for Microsoft is, is that the HoloLens could help differentiate its gaming products over the next couple of years and separate itself from virtual reality in a way that those products are not offering something that, that they can do, you know? HoloLens may be able to pull off something similar to virtual reality, but virtual reality will not be able to do what HoloLens does, so... Um, the idea is, is that it'll have some sort of an edge. And a lot of people, when it was first announced, aside from seeing Minecraft attached to it, kind of felt like 
there could be some really great applications for this. Actually, a couple months ago, I think it was Ricky sent me a really cool, this total vaporware concept video that somebody had an idea for where dude's in the office and he puts on the HoloLens and, uh, you know, pulls out guns and shoots at things in his office, you know, little things and his desk robots (laughs) and things like that. Uh, Mr. Needham, who has made the jump again from Lionhead, he's going to be working under uh, Connect Mastermind Kudo Sonoda, um, who is now the head of Microsoft Studios' entire portfolio of games, not including Halo, Gears of War, and Forza, which have their own dedicated teams. Um, Kudo Sonoda will lead the vision and experience uh, development for other Microsoft Studio portfolio investments in the United States, Europe, and across our global publishing teams, read a Microsoft statement. John Needham relocated to Microsoft headquarters in Redmond in a new role overseeing internal development for several games and experiences for both Xbox and Microsoft HoloLens reporting to Kudo directly. All other responsibility for Xbox in Europe, Middle East, and Asia will be overseen directly by Xbox boss uh, Phil Spencer. So uh, this is coming after Microsoft confirmed that Phil Harrison is its Xbox uh, Xbox boss in Europe, has left to form his own startup. That company called Alloy Platform Industries is using some top secret Microsoft tech to produce a game uh, or a product for the consumer space. With Kudo Sonoda and Needham in the top positions, it seems like Spencer is ready to uh, charge ahead and and maybe uh, try and create the next era of Xbox gaming. Because obviously with the Windows 10 launching soon, it seems like Microsoft is going a long way to unify their platforms. Um, if this takes off, a lot of people are... Uh, it seems like people are kind of split based on what I've been reading. Um, some people think that the HoloLens is going to really hurt virtual reality, and the people who have played and, ado- and, and the early adopters of virtual reality hate that idea because they love virtual reality. I'm of the opinion that both of these things can exist. Yeah. Because they're kind of fundamentally different, and I think they'll be used very differently. But I think, um, like everything else, when this stuff becomes publicly available, price point is going to have a lot to do with it. Price point versus software development. Right. How much software is it, and how much is it going to cost you out of pocket? So um, how do you guys feel about this stuff? Do you think it's going to bother virtual reality if HoloLens takes off and vice versa? Um, I agree with you completely. Um, I think they're different enough that... um, that, uh so, so it, it's it's kind of a double-edged sword. It's it's different enough that I think it has the the potential to stand on its own. But at the same time, if you have all these different proper virtual reality platforms between like uh, you know the um, the HTC Vive and the Oculus Rift and uh, you know the Samsung um, Gear VR and whatever else ends up coming out, then somebody can make a virtual reality game and potentially have it on all these different platforms. Sure. Microsoft Hololens is very much its own different thing, and it's not going to be really. It's not going to have any other you know uh, compatible similar platforms it's 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 really kind of standing outside the main group on its own and i think that could be a potential hurdle for it to get over because it's so different yeah cool. uh, i'm gonna call it now this is gonna be the nintendo syndrome with uh, the whole wii u and 3ds they're awesome on their own and stuff like that but they're on their own little lonely island you think it'll right. be a niche thing yeah well and like yeah. the wii u the wii u gets robbed of so many titles because nobody wants to fuck with it i can put it on all this yeah i'm not rewriting it for that I kind of feel like maybe you agree. I do agree. Um, I think they're they're really cool devices. I, I also agree with both of you in that they are separate enough to be their own entities. But I agree that they're they're niche and that that um, they might not be that way forever. I hope they're not that way forever. But I think they have many at least a decade or so to go for, until the technology is there for it to really fully interact with you in a fun game as much as maybe say uh, a halo type game with that uh that demo or that dramatization whatever it was if a game if a device reaches that and you can actually pick up something on your desk 
and look around with glasses and start shooting stuff and see that in your area that fluidly and with without any lag time, mm-hmm. without any glitches, anything like that, then I think we might have something. I just think that's a long way off. Having having had the opportunity recently to actually get some hands-on time with an Oculus-based unit, I I don't think that 10 years is is correct. I think I think it closer to be. five years. I think closer to half of that before it'll be something that people can enjoy. Based on what I played, and I don't know if you guys agree with me because you got to try it too. Based on the stuff that wasn't game-related, the applications that I saw that were not... And I don't mean just watching movies. I mean the pass-through camera. There were so many things you could do with it that weren't just games. I feel like... People have always loved the idea of virtual reality, but until you actually try it, it's, it's hard to it's hard to grasp, right? Like it's yeah, easier. Yeah. You like it was pretty close. This was the closest it's ever come to being what I always thought it would be when I tried it. But having tried it now and seeing the applications that aren't just gaming, I think that once people actually get their hands on it, word of mouth's going to spread. It's just it's just about the price point. If they can make the technology sure. just a little more affordable, because I don't think that. Two hundred dollars is that expensive for a virtual reality headset, but if they can get it under, if they can get it under two hundred, two hundred, you know, one hundred and fifty, even, I think, I don't think that's too much to ask for what I got my hands on and got to play. So, and the technology was good when we played it. So, I, I think closer to five years. That's just my estimate. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying I got, sure, I got no, a feeling five years is is closer to. And it may be. Hopefully, it is. Yeah, I hope it comes to fruition. Agreed. All right, moving on to number one this week. Easily the most talked about thing I've seen just about everywhere this week is a twofold uh, affair. Um, modders can now charge for their work on Steam. Um, some people are very happy about this. Seemingly, uh, from what I researched, most people are not terribly happy about this. And then, so what happened is, is the first person who put up uh, their their work on Steam, it turns out to be an absolute nightmare it, it just did not go very well so to, to give you guys a breakdown of of some of what the the program entails um you can try any mod risk-free for 24 hours okay okay so uh, there's a the, basically a 24-hour refund policy in place so if you oh. purchase a mod and you want to try it out and you think it sucks and it's bullshit you can cancel the order on it and they refund the money okay okay so that's that's something important to remember Modders control the price of their mods. Sure. So if a modder puts up a, a big giant, you know, third-party expansion that they built from scratch, or they can charge however much they want for it. You don't have to pay for it. Valve does have an FAQ, uh, a more extensive FAQ, to kind of address a lot of what it is that this program is going to entail. So they're also, as part of the launch for this thing, letting people play Skyrim for free this weekend, oh. and maybe with the hopes of stoking the fire of purchasing said mods. However, the first person to put up their mod for play didn't go very well the the mod that popped up was a um fishing mod uh it was like this little fishing expansion pack mod that i think was uh supposed to be a little bit tongue-in-cheek and humorous it was a uh an expansion pack called the art of the catch the modder behind it has already taken it down um following allegations that he used another modder's work without permission to make money off the content ah um, Good grief. Not so much that he stole the content directly, so much as he took content and modified it uh, beyond what it was, which that's a slippery-ass slope, man. That's like that's the old debate of, uh, you remember, uh, Vanilla Ice got sued by Queen mm-hmm. for using you know a line from their song, 
It's and, not dun 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 dun. It's See, then you the get infamous. into the slippery slope. Well, maybe that's what it was. And the same thing with sampling for modern music artists. Well, that's what it was, but I turned it into this. Yeah. You know, so then it becomes a question of who owns it. And since the modding stuff doesn't technically belong, the resources don't belong to the people modding it, you don't own shit, but you're still getting an opportunity to pay for it uh, or to get paid for it. So um, he took it down. So with with... I think it was less than 24 hours before this Holy thing was taken yeah. down. So Destructoid and PC Gamer pointed out that the Art of the Catch was created by modders Chesco and... I don't even know how the fuck to say that. <laughs> A-Q-Q-H. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Whatever it was Charlie did when he was coughing earlier. That's that guy's name. Uh, it also allegedly uses assets from another mod by a modder known as 4 without permission to, ta- uh, to make money off of those assets. So 4 apparently con- confronted Chesco... The original uh, that the original content content seems to have been deleted, so that confrontation seemed to have got it taken down. Um, so this this happened to unfold publicly over Steam, like in oh, the game's chat forums. These two <laughs> modders were duking it out over whose shit belonged to who, okay. which then of course forced them to take it down. Um, there are also allegations among Steam community members that people are being banned from the forums for speaking out against this. Destructoid had a, a screen cap of the, of the comment supposedly that was deleted. There was a whole chain of things that happened, and Destructoids was one of the ones that got wiped off the board. So they were saying, look, even as a publication, we can confirm that shit's getting deleted for, for arguing about it. Um, wow. What's the point of that? What removing it? I, that's I don't know. Everyone okay. seems to think that it was you know a lot of inflammatory uh, to okay. do about nothing. And that would have been Valve slash Steam removing it, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. Or at least a moderator for for whatever forum, whoever's handling that particular forum. Yeah, that you know, maybe so... maybe in an effort to keep things from getting inflamed or further inflamed until they investigate yeah. it and check it out. Yeah, that sounds um, so good. If anybody cares to check it out, uh, Chesco, the guy who was accused of stealing things, the guy who put the mod up did a really long post on Reddit explaining why he had pulled the art of the catch after a conversation he had with four. Um, so I, I don't know, man. Um, it seems to me that this is not starting out very well. Do you see this, this kind of stuff being a frequent problem pulling such a, a, a variable amount of things into play? Well, okay. So the first thing is that this situation did not need like the fact that you that 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 you were that people were paying for this over steam like yeah. contributed nothing to the situation other than exposure i mean yeah. like it sounds like this guy who made this mod he probably would have put it out anyways just for free or whatever other methods there were before and this the situation probably would have happened just as quickly and pretty much just the same way it did it sounds like he was going he was still going to use other people's assets to make his thing and none of that had anything to do with the fact that this was happening on steam and it cost money to do it sure um I'm I'm going to assume that in the that in the Steam terms of service for uploading content to be sold, I'm sure it says in there like you're only allowed to upload content that you yourself have created, yada yada yada. Sure. So I mean, this was entirely this guy's fault. None of this I blame on the Steam platform because sure. this is you know this is um you know the yeah the fact that this happened on Steam has nothing to do with anything as far as I'm concerned. Um, uh, the fact that so so the initial thing. My, my initial gut reaction to when you first started the story was immediately taken away as soon as you said there was a 24-hour refund window mm-hmm. because my concern was going to be that people were just going to be putting up like crap mods and people were going to be buying them and then like not being able and then stuck with them. But- what some people are concerned about though is the fact that a mod can be altered if it's uploaded or and there's I don't think there's anything in place saying that you can't re-alter the mod or change it or 
You know what I mean? So what somebody's paid for... Well, but for, then if you were to turn around and re-upload it to Steam, you'd be liable to those terms of service. I'm sure, sure, I'm sure say you're only allowed to upload yeah, your own work. But that's part of the problem is everybody is saying... Like with a lot of things that, that Valve seems to do with Steam lately, they'll launch things that are really great ideas in in theory, but they're very ambiguous about a lot of the terms for certain things lately. Little, little things that they do lately. Um, that's unlike them. It is, but if you look at the way Steam's changed in the last year in particular, maybe the last two, it is not the platform that it was two years ago in terms of of simplicity, ease of use, and how streamlined it was. It's become a cluttered, yeah, junky mess. Um, you know, with a lot of um, target market. You know, you played this, so buy this, try this. You know, it's kind of a mess. It's not what it used to be, and I don't feel like. Whatever's going on at Valve, I don't feel like the people working on Steam as a platform are as focused as they used to be. It doesn't feel like an organized chip like it used to be. Mm. Um, and that's just that's just speaking purely from opinion on the outside looking in. But um, aside from the snafu, the irresponsibility of, of people putting things up that maybe don't belong to them or just being kind of careless about how they do it maybe... Do you think that this is a potentially innovative, awesome new thing? Or do you think that this is going to turn out in the long run to be a negative thing or a bad thing? I think the community will work itself out. Um, you know, there, there are going to be people who try and take advantage of the system like this guy did and try and just like take work that wasn't his own and try and profit off of it. Sure. Um, but um, with how community centric um, Steam is, I have a feeling that those people will be weeded out quick enough. Um and uh, you know, I, I think I think any any kind of a market that is just really open to anybody, you know, to be able to come in where you don't have to have like uh, you know, I, I don't know what I don't know really what like the requirements are to get on like this like uh, like the Steam uh, you know uh, green light or the early access and all all sure. those all those programs. I don't know what you have to do to get into those, but um, having having any channels available so that artists and content creators can get their work more easily available to potential purchasers I think is a good thing in sure. general. Sure. A lot of the modding community is kind of pissed about this though. Um, a lot of the people who enjoy modding content are saying I've been I've been playing for mods mod stuff for 15 years for free why the fuck should I be paying for it now? Well, then don't. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Easy solution. Yeah. Do yeah. not. There you go. That's it. I don't what are they complaining about? That's like if 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 somebody is spending time on making something and mm-hmm. they and they decide that they want to assign a value to their time, what sure. what is the problem with that? Why would somebody have a complaint about consumers? That? That's why they don't think about what goes into the making of a product. They just want be, the product. You there know? will still be people offering it for free. Sure. I, oh, I'm sure there will. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Some of the people making it don't like this either. They think that it creates no. The, I the think concern, that's foolish. <laughs> the, the concern from the modding community, the ones that do this as hobbyists, not the ones that do it. You know what I mean? The, the, a lot of the concern on that side is it's going to bring a gold rush of you know and they'll get drowned out people who yeah and, and the good work will get flooded out sense. by a sea of shit is yeah. the kind of the concern i think makes sense this reminds me of when remixes started coming up it'll pan itself out just like that did where everybody's like that dj is gonna steal my whatever and blah 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 and they're everybody, everybody just calm the fuck it down can work and it, and it evened out it's just gonna take a minute to get the, the sea back to a calm it can work, and I think it should work, but I think there needs to be some pretty clear definitions. There yes. needs to be a lot of, of mm-hmm. specifics put in place to yes. make sure that people don't exploit loopholes, don't exploit players, and mm-hmm. uh, well, don't exploit each other. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
it's I feel like I we say this a lot on the show, but this is another time's gonna tell thing, you know, because it's yep. uh, we we seem to talk on the show about a lot of things that from a design perspective are in their infancy, you know. So it's like we got breaking news. Any anything uh anything to uh improve the quality of the gaming world, we'll see. Yep. You know, I hope it works out, but uh, so far it uh, so far Valve you blew it. It confuses and frightens me. <laughs> All right, that's gonna do it for news this week, guys. So this is a topic that uh, that has been uh, it, it's been on the uh, yeah it, it's it's I don't know what that noise That's is the soapbox being moved in Thanks, that, thank you for putting that, that there for phlegm? me I'm not okay um, yeah no this this has been something that that's been on the cusp of uh, of being um, of uh, of being discussed multiple times but we've been holding off because we wanted to have somebody in the room that has experience on the development side of things to sort of give, give some insight from that particular angle. We felt it was necessary for this conversation. So we cannot attack a topic without a worthy counterpoint. There you go. Which is not to say he's going to be a counterpoint. <laughs> I disagree with all of you right now. Okay. <laughs> he, he's, a, he's definitely a counterpoint. Um, but uh, so, 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 so finally, Gamerhead Radio here, we, we're going to be talking about the topic and the state of um, the completedness of, uh, of, of games as they be shipped out or, or just broken games in general. Um, so uh, I, I, I think... You, I think as far as your three core hosts are concerned, I believe we're all on the same page is that we're sick of it <laughs> and that we, uh, that we definitely want the games to be released in a more complete form as they're coming out and that something needs to change for that to happen. I can't take it anymore, man. <laughs> I, I just can't. don't want them to be broken. Like, I don't Look. mind that you, you, day one mods and all like or day one mods. Damn it. Day one. Day uh, one patches. Day one patches. Yep. Uh, great. That's grand. But like, 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 uh, Ollie, or Ori. Ollie. No, no, that's a skateboarding game. Ori. Right. Use your words, yeah. man. Uh, like Ori. <laughs> that shit pisses me off. Yeah. Like when, when, when your saves and, and, and like progression and the game breakers. If, That's if, what gets me. If if you're not familiar with what Ghost's referring to, um, this this is this is my current biggest biggest pain that I carry with me as, as a gamer. Um, so Ori in the Blind Forest, a game that came out a, a couple weeks ago, maybe a month at the outside, um, a game that when I started playing it, I I loved, like absolutely fell in love with this game, with the world, with the animation. I mean, like it takes a very special kind of game to. I mean, going on the internet, I'm not the only person. Who, I'm not alone in this. Like the the first like five minutes of this game is like almost is almost universally make, bringing people to tears. Like it takes a very special game to be able to connect with players that quickly, and um, and uh, on, on that kind of level. So it's fa- fantastic game. However, there's this little problem, uh, which I mean to be a big problem, where. Um, uh, I played the game for uh, for a night, and uh, you know, I played uh, played until like midnight or you know twelve thirty something like that. Went back, you know, saved my game, and and this is a game that also auto saves constantly. By the way, um, saved my game and came back to it the next day, and my game loaded up, and it was I had lost about two and a half hours of <sighs> gameplay. The the save that restored it just had completely forgotten about. It just had complete amnesia over everything that I had done after this point, and it was frustrating that in and of itself but also the um uh the uh the 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 tree level um anybody who's played this game will know what i'm talking about here the tree level that you have to escape with that's flooding in it's really freaking difficult and you know this this game is not is not uh is not gentle with the difficulty here and so um i was very relieved when i got past the section and of course of course 
my uh, my broken save put me right back in at the bottom of this godforsaken tree. That's horrible. And so it just it it it. it turned me off in just so many ways that it made me so angry to the fact that I have not gone back to play the game. I said I wasn't going to go back until they patched it, which they, to my knowledge, have not done yet, which further irritates me. But it's like, how does something so fundamentally simple as game saves get so... does A problem like this, how does that get through quality control? How does that actually make it into release? And, I mean... Getting getting a little techie here for a second. A save state, like a save game, is predominantly nothing more than a bunch of ones and zeros. Have you done this? Oh, yes or no. And so it's just when it, when it loads up your save, it's just a matter of looking at all these different flags as to see like what you've done and what you haven't done. It's it's extraordinarily simple. And so for a save to be broken like this, especially when you've got auto saves like a dozen of them at least that just completely just forgotten and lost into the ether. It's just the fact that this made it into release to me is just absolutely mind-boggling. And I just it makes me angry, if you couldn't tell. Thank you for sharing, Charlie. Charlie we're, we're, like, all, we're all here to share our feelings, Char- Charlie. Charlie, I would like to console you on the fact that Ori gave you a very big hug and then stabbed you in the back with a very large knife. It's terrible. That is apt. That's terrible. And accurate and hurtful. Like I had, I had a, game, a game bug, um, a save bug pop up with uh i ricky and i were talking about this on the way out here actually i uh i have tried to play through every assassin's creed game possible because i have always loved the series yep i did get three quarters of the way through uh assassin's creed liberation hd um which if you have completed it those of you out there who have completed it will be able to understand what a tedious goddamn game it is it's easily the worst of the sort of traditional assassin's creed games I wanted to power through it. I wanted to get through it. I got three quarters of the way through, went to load up my game, said there was no save file there. Um, I looked at it. I thought about it for a minute, and I said, no, I'm not. I can't. I will never finish this game now because I'm not. So I went back and watched the last two hours. That's all I had left. I watched the last two hours of it on YouTube. I was just like, it's fuck you guys. I'm not getting my... And mm-hmm. I just watched like... Not the gameplay, not two hours of real-time gameplay. I just watched the cutscenes and mm. said, you know what? I just, fuck it. I'm not doing it, man. Yep. 2014, I am of the opinion, was the most broken-ass year in games that I could recall in a long time. And, and 2015's not looking much better. I, 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 I personally feel like it's been a little bit better than last year was. Because last year started out fine by March, April, and then it was like... Summer forward, I'm, Ori is this year, man. Yeah, no, I know Ori okay. is this year. John, that that John. I can't speak to Ori because I haven't played it. John, John, we're only in April. That's true. Yeah. So yeah. we started we, out great last year until many April to go for yeah. people to fuck up. So you have all yeah. summer for disappointment and rage. Yeah. <laughs> but most of the titles that have come out slow as the start of the year has been, and again, I I know Ori is probably an exception. Everything I've played. Since since the beginning of the year has functioned like it was supposed to, for the most part, you know. Um, I hope that keeps going, but I'm I'm not saying I think it's it's gotten better. I don't, but I I do think that this has drummed up enough negative press for gaming in general. The gaming community is really very aware and very I think fatigued by. Uh, broken games and half finished games and chunks of DLC being doled out that should have been or that are on the goddamn disc 
like all of the nefarious practices that come with just trying to shove a product out in under a year, you know, um, I think people are getting pretty tired of this stuff. I mean, consumers definitely are, but the question is, and to me, to me, this is the crux of our conversation today is do publishers and developers actually care? Like, I mean, like, I'm, I'm sure the individual developers that work on a company, like, I'm sure this frustrates them to no end. But I'm talking about, like, the, on the corporate level, like the decision makers. Oh, like, absolutely not. No. Like, you're, 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 absolutely <laughs> right. you're absolutely right about uh, the, the developers themselves, those who are actively creating the game, do not like this either. They, they, they want to complete more than anything a great product that is fun to play no problems whatsoever but um yeah to your so here's my question because we got the we got the guy and i'm gonna i'm gonna grow <laughs> don't the make guy. me the answer for all no, 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 he no. does our no, crimes no. are many I don't, yeah, I I know, no, no. <laughs> no i'm definitely not putting you on that suicide uh <laughs> the guillotine's put away no okay, but good. all right so I understand, and I would be as, as a developer. Like my name's on this shit. This is like, does it like? Sure, I mean, your legacy. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. and, and I mean, forward. Like, so you're you're wrapped up into a, a bad, a broken game. Sure. Does that have to go on your resume? Does that affect your resume for like another job? What you what goes on your resume is up to you. But I'm but saying, like, if they find out, they're like, oh, you worked on this game. I mean, is that sure. a strike on your record? No, not okay. necessarily. I mean, uh, broken games are broken for all sorts of reasons. Okay. Um, one of the reasons that I, well, the biggest reason, a short asshole answer, to say why they're continuously put out um, this way is because people keep buying them. Yeah, therein lies yeah. the problem. So You're I'm going to turn problem, that around John. back on you guys. Oh, See how I did that? I, I have. You know what the problem wait, wait, wait. with me is? It's you. Hold on. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call it out. Did you pre-order Unity? No, I don't. Pre- I haven't pre-ordered games in years. Okay. I and they're, the, they're the worst games. offenders, and yes. I'm sorry yes. if you guys. I've pre-ordered a game before. Sorry if people are actively pre-ordering games, but I would advise please do not do that. The only thing I've technically pre-ordered in it's got to be years now was Mortal Kombat. I bought it. I pre-ordered it the day before it came out, and that was just because I wanted Goro. But I typically am not enticed by pre-order bonuses, but there was yeah. nothing threatening about that one, and I knew I was going to buy the game anyways. Mm-hmm. I didn't pre-order it months before or yeah. years before. I pre-ordered it the day before it came out and to make sure I got the goal. Yeah. Too, just like people yeah. with LTFO, I'll bring that up again, LTFO <laughs> status, um, you can pretty much guarantee that they're going to buy a quality sure, quality sure, product. Sure. Yeah. So. I, I, I don't, you know... A lot. Uh, Goat was trying to make the point that I'm part of the problem because I'm an Assassin's Creed guy. I'm to blame for that too. But. I went <laughs> on a very truncated. There was more in my heart and in my mind that I didn't get out. I am pissed with Ubisoft. I am upset with the Assassin's Creed franchise. Finally, finally, I've been a supporter all the way up to Unity, and there are things I love about Unity. Love, love, love. I think the engine is well intended. I think the art assets are beautiful. I think the music is fantastic. Um, I think the facial animations are great. But the game sucks. It's fucking broken, man. I was waiting for John to be like, there's things I love about Ubisoft. Look, look, the case open falls. No, no, like. no, no. I didn't say about, about Ubisoft. What, you know what I love about Ubisoft? Their UB Arts title. That's what I love yeah. about Ubisoft. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Ubisoft yeah. itself, the people upstairs, like Ricky said, I don't think they give a shit. I think the people working they on don't, these because their pockets Creed, are lying. Yeah. Hold on, because hold on. you buy the broken games. They do care. 
they do care that their Porsche payment is on time every month. <laughs> no, but the people who work on the Assassin's yeah. Creed games, you want to know why I've supported that series up to this point and, and will try to do so until I just, I can't, I can't conscionably do it anymore because I get the impression when I play those games, I'm telling you, if you play Unity, I know you won't because you're not an Assassin's Creed guy. I might, I have it. it. Just stopping to look around at the architecture, the amount mm-hmm. of work that went into everything they put into mm-hmm. the animations, <laughs> the texturing, the the facial animations, again, the music, everything in that game, you could tell that there a lot of love went into the care for how it was crafted. So you can tell the people who made it care. <laughs> yeah. The people who make the Assassin's Creed games, I think they are thrilled to be mm-hmm. a part of making those games. Absolutely. I think it's it's not up to them how little time they have to finish the games they're working on. As the biggest. And, and your sandwich artist at, at Subway cares about how your sandwich looks. I don't believe that at all. <laughs> That's not true. This, this you're, whole... you're talking about time. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, yeah, time. Uh, yeah. I was. And, and that's... Uh, one of the biggest things there you're constantly pressured to meet these deadlines unrealistic things and when when ubisoft says uh ubisoft ubisoft whatever when they say they want to release a game every year you're kind of fucked if you don't start yeah. early enough if there's a problem which in every game there will be every game you make is something no one's ever done before because you're making this game for the first time. Yeah. So people have made games before, people have made Assassin's Creed games before, but this game you're making has technically never been done before. So they're not given they're, they're not a, what you're saying is like the the scheduler, I guess would be the idea sure. is not scheduling enough time for the X factor. Pretty much as as companies are they're they're accountable to their shareholders. Well, they yeah. must release yeah. release what they say they're going to release and makes you know, oh, yeah. their their shareholders right now are very happy. They're still making a mm-hmm. lot of money. You know, gamers aren't happy, um, unfortunately. Well, yeah, the, but the, the, for them, everything's going well on yeah. that level. Everything's going mm-hmm. well. The developers, not so much. Yeah. I can say personally, without going on too much of a tangent, that I, since my last occupation to where I am now, uh, not occupation, but my last employer, I did not actively seek. Um, a game studio. Yeah. Um, so that's not currently what I do, and it hasn't been for a few months. Um, but I, you're just not treated well. Most of most of the developers, um, the the stereotypical developer is in their twenties, which I'm soon to exit. I'm I'm almost thirty. Um, they're they're underpaid. Um, they they are definitely overworked, especially as they, as they get closer mm-hmm. to their deadlines. Too, yeah, to, yeah, to go and, and they just call project, it crunch, yeah. and it's this temporary two week crunch, which is a long time to be working after midnight. Turns into uh, oops, this is a two and a half month crunch, which you don't go, you don't have families to go home and see after that. So these people are unattached, yeah. told and told all the while, you're lucky to be here. Well, you're lucky we're giving you this opportunity. Yeah, yeah. so. That was a bit more of a tangent, than I, but it's it's working under those conditions. Yeah, no, it doesn't I, make I don't for think a great that's too much of a tangent. I think that's completely uh, completely on topic wow. because I mean that's one of the big reasons why I think that um, I think is part of the problem is that developers are simply like you said are just not given the time to sure. do what they actually need to do, and so it's it's not that like the bugs that come out. It's, it's probably not. It's probably a lot of that they're not. Talent. It's it's not that they're not talented enough. Sure. It's not that they're not good enough. It's not that they're not. It's not that they, they don't care enough. It's simply that they're so overworked and tired and sleep right. deprived that and they that they make mistakes. And you can see because what works well is fantastic. Yep. It's fucking beautiful. But what is broken, you know, that's the part that people seem to 
to. So what you're saying is they're human and working 90 hours a day, getting beaten <laughs> and, day. and yelled at to get your shit done yesterday is not conducive to a working environment? You broke Ricky. <laughs> That's not compute 90 hours a day. <laughs> what has science done? Well, Ricky, we've done the... the our corporate point is valid, yeah. Our, our, our corporate mathematician has done the math and... <laughs> Mathematically, there's 90 hours you could possibly be doing in a workday. We need you to do 104, and we need it <laughs> yes. done yesterday. Yeah, it's well, like why did you screw you up? Have, I don't understand. You have 24 <laughs> hours to do 90 hours worth of work. Go. Yeah. A lot of a lot of people who don't actually work in gaming, though. A lot of people who know a lot about gaming. I know a lot about gaming. These guys know a lot about gaming. Sure. I don't work in gaming. Sure. You you have tried to show me on a handful of occasions entry level. Uh, you know. Uh, Coding things, uh, yeah. you know, it's just a little bit to kind of see if I had an interest in it. I do not. <laughs> uh, I, it's I, not I, for everyone. I was not certainly. terrible at it. I just, uh, I have, I don't have the short term memory to retain the information. Mm. Like it would be me literally going to source books all the time, all right. the time. If, if that wasn't pointed out quickly, that that is actually what I do. I'm a programmer. I'm not a designer or yeah. an artist or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, as somebody who doesn't actually work in the industry, um, a lot of people like me will take what we know and have learned about the industry and go, well, the problem is there didn't seem to be an issue when games had two and sometimes three-year development cycles. So why not just put it back to a two- or three-year development cycle? Is it is it expense? Exactly what Goat is doing with his hands. Is, it, is that what it is? The almighty dollar. Is yes, the, almighty the greenbacks dollar. run the world. Mm, but yeah. but if, if, you, if you put out a broken game that I mean, I'll be honest, even though a lot of people bought Unity and a lot of people have no idea of the troubles that, that Ubisoft saw as a result of that, there was a shitload of... That was a big falling out for them. That's the first game in that series that not only drew negative criticism for various reasons, but was also largely panned. It's the first game in the like big entry area for the game series that people hate. A lot of people hate that game for a lot of reasons. Would it have been, and not to mention the the rush that they had to do to patch all of the shit that was wrong with it that took like months to fix on the spot. Would it have been smarter for them to just avoid all that by taking the extra time, or maybe know, even just... cheaper? Because like with the amount they've had to work in overtime, the, yeah, with the amount of work they've had oh. to put into fixing this game after the fact, overtime pay is not a thing in game development. What contractual your salary? Yeah, it's and contractual, isn't it? That's yeah. That's also my world. And then, oh. and then, basically, at the end of this glorious uh, adventure, you've been cast into. Uh, you most likely in sixty to seventy. This is it doesn't matter. This is random numbers anyway, um, <laughs> or made up numbers. Uh, you're going to lose your job at the end of this grand adventure that you hated. And it, you, <laughs> you make game design and development sound so glamorous. Wait, I'm sorry. To put on my tinfoil hat here and conspiracize, do they break conspiracize? Into, yeah, conspiracize. That sounds like a great word. It's probably not a real one. I love it. To 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 go that route, to go the Mel Gibson route. <laughs> do they break games on purpose just so they can have longer to get a new job? Because <laughs> you got Ooh. patchwork after that. You're That's like, interesting. You're like, oh, oh wow. man, I screwed oh. up this game. I got another nine weeks. Just rip the seams Oops. open on that. I guess you've got to keep me Day, on the uh, Damn, it's nine weeks. I can put my resume out and see where I'm going to go instead of being on unemployment. There I are, really hope not. There are a lot of, ch- of checks uh, to make sure that, that is not the case. Okay. But that is inventive and creative. So <laughs> I'm just good. glad it's not true because I'd have to go get a job. <laughs> so essentially what you're saying is um, regardless of whether you're good at your job, 
regardless of whether you meet your milestones, regardless of whether or not you're efficient in your coding, at least from an engineer's perspective, right? I can't speak for the art department or, you know, anybody else that's working on the project. But as an engineer who's worked in game development and helped create in games that have been published by major developers, even though you did your job well, even though you tried to be as efficient in your coding and as clean in your coding as possible, Mm -hmm. you met your deadlines you were still served papers at the end of the project because the project, they didn't, they didn't need you guys anymore. Right. The project well, this, was over. They had no other project. This is an inherent problem with game development, yeah. though. Um, along the, once you finish a, a title, you have, you build up this team at, yeah. towards the end of a t- title. Everyone's working overtime. Get it out the door. Make it beautiful. All the stuff, which is a, is a huge effort. And people come together on sure. their teams. But after that, when you start a new game, you don't need these 40 engineers that you've just hired anymore. Yeah, you don't yeah. know what to... And that's very, very costly. So yeah. that's that's a part of a problem that people need to... Or de- publishers, developers need to figure out how to solve. Um, They're but, not going to. I can completely relate to this as a touring tech and musician. You get a great team. You get going. You're going. You do the tour. And when the tour is done, you're done. You go to your next project or band or tour and it's sure. a whole you new might not yeah your band might not go on tour yeah. again for another year you're not gonna I got pay six, these people for a yeah. year for nothing no sure. and i got right. six months to find something else i go to a different band it's a new right. project new people we all bounce around if you see the same guys twice you're like oh hey what are you doing <laughs> when i know this is the indie mentality kind of the 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 general idea mm-hmm. behind the indie mentality don't don't these studios or the people that that maybe not the people at the tip top but the people mm-hmm. who are still in contact with the frontline folks don't these people realize that if they had a longer development cycle where they wouldn't have to hire an extra 20 or 30 people outsource at the last minute to complete these projects, what if they, what if they took the budgets for all of these people they're throwing in at the last, you know, the last chunk of development to rush the, the process along? Mm-hmm. What if they took that budget, stretched out the development process, and took the very small but very dedicated team that they have and pay them that extra money over the prolonged period of time to develop. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that be a smarter way to go about it? Because not only do those people not lose their jobs, but you're, you're building upon a reliable team. I mean, does, does that make sense? Or is there, is there a problem with my, my you're methodology? You're thinking like a decent human being. And I think that is, <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a, a, flaw. a problem. God. Um, but I, I, I think there's, I'm not sure you can go ahead. There is a well, flaw that I see, but I, the thing is, is John, you're a musician. Yeah. It's hype, man. You wait two years to put an album out, you could be gone. You get, that's, that's, but that's, that's precisely what we have done. One, one million copies every year, or a hundred thousand copies every three. V is for Villains put out Evolve or Die in mm-hmm. 2012. Mm-hmm. The next record will be out October of this year. It will be over uh-huh. just a hair over three years yeah, since we put it out. But if Sony, but if Sony know. told you to put one out every year, you'd have to put one out every year. Oh, that's why. Well, not <laughs> that's a whole other see, conversation. You're same idea. But no, see, you're doing it. The, the you're doing you're, it the you're right an indie route. guy. You're doing it the indie route. You're not doing yeah. it the Ubisoft. You're not sure, AAA. Sony Records. I understand. Univer, you know, universal yeah. route. Epic and calls so. you and goes, "We need a record tomorrow," and you guys go, "Yep." Well, crunch time, boys. We're not but sleeping where, tonight. <laughs> but where's the pothole in my 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 concept for that? Well, first of all, from experience, I I have worked for an indie development into indie game developer before and this exact thing happened to me at the end of the project i was let go even though this was a small indie studio yeah um i mean does everybody get let go i mean obviously somebody's got to keep their jobs no but about um me and like 25 other people were let go and the studio is maybe 60 to 70 yeah 
So they they cut out like a third of their their workforce. Close to it, yeah. yeah, What I presume is at the very least, then you know they're going to start working on their next game. But there's going to be a very long period of of develop of design and 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 concept work and just like all that initial like creation. It's going to be months. Mm A long time before they actually need programmers again, and to keep you on, you wouldn't have anything to do during that time. Sure. So I mean, so yeah. they just essentially keep the like the art department in place and get rid of everybody who's doing all the coding and and like modeling and stuff like that, animating. Yeah. Who, Sorry, who I was, keeps I was, their job and what decides who gets to keep the job? So, principal designers, principal engineers, high level people that have worked on the the uh, game development engine, yeah. uh, they're going to stick around because probably the, the engine's going to be reused. It's costly to make a new engine. Yeah. Um, a lot of... Even though I worked for... I wanted to point out, even though I, what I worked for was a small indie studio, this particular project was published by Microsoft who funded in, hey, here's lots of money. Just get it done by this date. Just get it done by this date. And that's all we kept hearing. Hey, can we do this? A lot of unreason. So there was one guy up at the top that was just like, you know what? And we were about two and a half months into development and said, this, I think I want this to be a multiplayer game so I can play it with my kid. And we're going, what the fuck? A multiplayer? We're two, two and a half months into development. We're almost, so it's a smaller project, about half, halfway through, maybe getting close to halfway through, you all of a sudden want to switch it to multiplayer. and Just, just because he wants to be able to play with this Just kid. because this dude, yes, this one guy wants to be able, and it ended up not happening, thankfully, but there was a scare for like two weeks that, what the hell are we going to do? Designers are working overtime. How the hell do we turn this into multiplayer? This is entirely a single-player experience. What do we do? And it was going to be one of those tagged-on things... Anyway, it's not important. It didn't end up happening. So the moral of the story is, just to wrap this up, is and, 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 and agree with me if I'm if I'm on base here. Sure. There's a very very like most artistic careers. There's a huge disconnect between the suits and the guys actually doing the job. A hundred percent correct. A hundred percent correct. Um, and, and a problem that we see getting back to the broken games mm-hmm. thing. Um, unfortunately, there have been a lot of new developments in the last, I'll say, 10 to 15 years uh, with agile methodologies, which is basically at the end of each two or three week sprint, depending how your development studio does it, you have a completed product in which you can ship without a bunch of these features. Um, And when you explain that to a suit, Mm -hmm. they figure, well, we'll just whatever that completed product is, because you have this scrum methodology or agile methodology, we'll just ship whatever that is. And oh, you can God. say... <laughs> oh, God. And, and so, that's, so, so basically, in the music... Don't world, tell the suits yeah. anything anymore. Yeah. It's basically... Yeah. <laughs> that's the equivalent of me going, I have a scratch track. It was made in my garage. Oh, do yeah, you, put it out there. <laughs> do you think that that's where the like ship core game and then part out DLC comes from? Is Absolutely. That where that comes from? There is too frequently and too readily... Uh, well, we can just patch that. We can we can hot fix this. So that's where you get your day one huge patch. God. There were a bunch of bugs, but you got to think about it too. For certification, last thirty days, at least thirty days for AAA titles. Yeah. So the studio is done with it. Thirty days, they can't touch it anymore. Thirty days before it actually gets to the consumer. Yeah. When the uh, the QA engineers are going through it and 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 finding all these bugs. You know, it's either ship this massive 
you know, bug fix or it just, or just goes it. out buggy. So yeah. they at the point in which 30 days out from right. uh, certification completion, uh, everybody's still basically working on like whatever backend patch that we're going to see on day one to to just get rid of all that. So that's why we're seeing all these giant ass patches. Like, right. Yeah, absolutely. So Internet, you ruin everything. Yeah. So, so basically, it's true. basically they get it done. They ship it off for certification and then they review it. No, 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 no. Okay. There's a lot of review going on beforehand, okay. but... It, but I'm it, saying, like, they're still reviewing it at the end there, and they're like, well, I guess we got to patch this when it comes out. Yeah, the publishers are we saying, the window. features, 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 yeah. and the QA engineers are going, hold on, we can't we can't test all this. We oh, okay. Progression, we got to do all this, and they're saying, also, timeline, timeline, timeline. <laughs> There's You can't mash all that into one and get a good product. It's too much pressure. So, to, to, to keep the feature from getting too ungainly, kind of close it up here. Sure. Since we're talking about broken games, what what do you, in your experience, what is it that you believe is, what would you say is the primary, um, probably most common reason you think that uh, games ship broken? Is it money versus time or just time itself? Or, I mean, what is it in your observation that you think that studios, indie or or large, could do to maybe... Help this process not be so goddamn terrible where we're all getting, we're paying top dollar for <laughs> where, where consumers shit. hate the games and game right. developers hate their lives. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, Except the for being Nintendo. <laughs> it's like, don't buy these things. On the consumer level, wait for reviews. Don't pre order, wait for reviews, find out how buggy things are, then buy. Be a responsible consumer. This will help everyone in the long run. Vote yeah. with your dollar. Yes, vote with your dollar. We say basically. that a lot on this show, but it's yeah. true. It your is dollar runs true. the world. Um, but yeah, I, I guess th- there are a lot of different reasons. And games do well even though they are buggy. So we can talk about Unity, Assassin's Creed Unity a lot. We can talk about Ori. But we can also talk about Skyrim, which is very had tons of bugs, yeah. but people loved. It was yeah, still, yeah. it was okay. Skyrim was crazy buggy. Red Dead Redemption is crazy buggy in, yeah. in that Rage Engine. But if you look at it, a lot of the games that, that have bugs like that that ship to market, like Skyrim, mm. I saw a lot of weird. I see a lot of weird bugs in Grand Theft Auto all the time. And you, but you know what? They're not game. They're not bugs that ruin the play experience. They're there, and you go, "Oh, that's fucking weird." But they like don't. That, like that clip I showed you, the guys like contorting in like yes, space. Yeah. Yes. Like, it's, but, but a lot of that is stuff yeah. where it does it doesn't stop your play experience from happening. So yeah, maybe it. that's the difference because yeah. Unity has a lot of shit that really kind of game like, did. It doesn't now. If you play it now, you probably what's everyone complaining about? Because they fixed it, <laughs> but it was not like that at first. There was some really <laughs> weird shit happening in that game at first. So I don't know. It's uh, it's really interesting to get a perspective from somebody yeah. who's actually worked in the industry, and I, I think uh, we could go on a long time. There's definitely oh, a lot God, to be. Oh God, we could probably do an entire show on just this con this concept, you know. But and so finally, what would you say would be the one thing if you oh. if you if you got a magic lamp and you rubbed you know genie came out and you had one sure. wish like what what would be the one thing that that you could change? If at all possible, just to help the overall situation, like it's like like what do you, what do you think is like the weakest link in this in this chain that is that is resulting in these broken games? Aside from consumers spend with their sure. dollar because that's on them. Unfortunately, right. it's a business. It's a really hard thing to narrow it down to one thing. I would say, give your developers creative control. Publishers, give your developers the wherewithal to tell you when a game is ready. Give them a clear cutoff point. And, and and go from there. Trust their feedback. Trust, yes. Absolutely. Well, we, we have to tell people a lot of time, designers, producers, trust your engineers. Trust your developers. They know what they're talking about. So, so corporations. 
Yeah. We're gonna, we're, I'm going to say this. You hired these people. Let them do their fucking job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're not an expert. That's why you hired this person. That's why you hired Let the expert do their fucking job. Oh. You know, I almost, I almost feel like that. I've, I've felt this way about a lot of industries. I almost feel like, especially in this industry, that this should be one where you. It like almost a requirement from being promoted from within is there because like when you get brought in from the outside, if you're just the dollar guy and you're brought in to run developers, if you don't know a thing about development, right. like that just is is there's just going to be such a disconnect there. I almost feel like you have to be a developer to be able to manage developers and so on and so yeah. forth. Sure, the, yeah. the best designers often start out as developers too. All right. I'm mandating it. All you big AAA guys, undercover <laughs> boss your fucking development department and do it yourself. I, I would actually watch oh, that shit. episode of Undercover Boss. I want boss. to see some CEO yep. going, I've been up for four days. I don't even, I, I can't, I, 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 I done. <laughs> yep, yep, there you go. Okay. All right, well, there's uh, certainly a lot that we uh, don't have time to get to today, but I think that'll do it for this particular round. I have a feeling that we'll revisit this at some yeah, point. This is going to be, I think this yeah. is going to be uh an episodic. We're going to do a telltale yeah. on this one. <laughs> <laughs> we will not specify not release idea. dates. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so stay oh. tuned. But uh, so, so that's, uh, that's, that's a lot of our thoughts on the matter. Let's see what you guys had to say about Broken Games. All right. So, um, so coming out, off of the last segment, I realized that um, we, were, uh, we were all a little bit worked up in the room and we kind of needed to relax and... Uh, and uh, and uh, just kind of come down a little bit, and at the same time come up a little bit. And so um, I uh, I opened up a bottle of Dark Lord um, for uh, for my for my co-hosts here, and uh, so we've been waxing ecstatic over that for the last uh, few minutes. It's <laughs> delicious, delicious nectar of the Dark Lord. Um, hey Charlie, yes, you don't even want that tasty beer. I do, I do lots and lots. As a matter of fact, the never ending soda. <laughs> It's gonna. T- I, I think I might have to go to the doctor to get rid of this beer erection. This is Viagra for beer. <laughs> the beer erection. Your beer erection. Beer re- yeah. I was, My beer erection. Uh, this is gonna last for more than four hours. <laughs> Please oh seek boy. medical attention. All right. So our uh, mailbag is stuffed. Mailbag. Yeah. Really, really, really popular mailbag question. Uh, so mailbag question for the week uh, was: uh, Do you think too many games are released broken? How would you fix this problem if you were a developer? Uh, and so, let's see. Uh, we also asked, do you think there's a mentality of release now, fix later with game devs? Are too many games released before they're ready? Uh, so first off, we have Brian Lesser saying yes and yes. <laughs> Good. Thanks, uh, Brian. A man, a few words. Concise, straight to the point. I like it. Dave Foster says, devs should stop uh, setting and announcing release dates. Wait till the game is ready, then announce a date. Then the game ships complete and the gamer trolls won't be able to cry about delays. I think that's fair. That I mean, fair. like for, from a uh, you know going back to what we were talking about with uh, the, the the fiduciary responsibility of developers to their shareholders. Sure, it's kind of a different story, but uh, it's know, unfortunately it's a, a business. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Stupid money. Yep. Um, uh, Chris Chambra says, "Think of it as the pharma pharmaceutical business. Release a shit ton of drugs now. Wait for the lawsuit commercial on later. Wait, that was pretty extreme. Yeah, yes, <laughs> <laughs> it was. But um, mesothemioma, the game. <laughs> oh my so god! So dial, dial that back maybe three steps, and then you're right on point. <laughs> um, Amanda Hall says, Assassin's Creed is a perfect example of this. Uh, how, however, they refuse to fix them and just want to pound out the games. They can't finish a number of them because the glitches are so bad. That sounds familiar to what John was saying before about liberation. Yeah. Um, and Ricky Keller just smiles. I can't imagine why. <laughs> hmm. 
<laughs> Perhaps he knows something. <laughs> he might be an inside source. <laughs> he was saving it up. Uh, Carlton says uh, public executions and maimings for devs that ship busted games are appropriate and also refunds. <laughs> God damn it, Carlton, with your extreme Russian anger. I would like to uh, fully endorse Carlton's idea. You would, though. Yeah, refunds like, are definitely needed. That at all. Yeah, yeah, refunds, you, yeah. you, you know what it is when you put those two together? Whenever Carlton and Goat come together on anything, it's, it's, like, not it's, good. Like, it's like a reverse buddy cop movie. <laughs> We're both the bad cop. There you go, bad cop, bad cop. It's, it's bad cop and worse cop. <laughs> I've noticed that myself. I'm like... Oh, we're raising the bar. I get it. <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. So, and and uh, uh, continuing in response to asking if many games are too many games released before they're ready, uh, Amir Hamza says, "I think so, but I don't know if it is much of a dev issue and more of a pub- publisher issue." Yes, bingo. Uh, I do believe that because of the current state of the way the internet works, that there is an idea that if they need to fix something down the line, that it's okay because it'll only take a few minutes for us to download. Uh, and following up to that, Mitch Tayo says, "Yeah, the last generation of consoles made updates possible." And then, and then some industry giants are taking advantage of that in the worst possible way. Mm-hmm. There are still plenty of de- devs or publishers that do things the right way, though. Nintendo somehow, Nintendo somehow still manages to release a finished product. That is the one thing I would definitely give Nintendo. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. They're the only one uh, whose name we did not uh, put into the yeah. old shit pile yep. today. They're definitely not relying on the uh, patch it. Yep, yep. Good for them. Uh, Joe Moeller says, I don't think it's so much of a problem with game devs as with console manufacturers. In order for a game to be released, the finished product has to be sent to the various console manufacturing companies for certification. Not until the product is certified can it be considered finished and ready to publish. In the time it takes between finish, ship, certification, and publishing, a lot can happen. Many times there have been console updates that cause issues with the game. I think it's unfair to blame the game dev for these changes, and instead they should be applauded for being able to keep up and release day one patches that resolve many of these issues. That's an interesting take that we didn't discuss. What do you think about that, Ricky? Yeah, I'm, I'm not so sure. That is a definitely an interesting take. Um, I'm not so sure how much the console updates have to do with the core architecture rather than maybe OS and UI uh, things outside of the, the game spectrum and so much in the operating move around all the other media that they have going on. Um, but I can't speak to that directly because unless you develop that, you you wouldn't know. Um, that's definitely an interesting idea. I would err on the side of probably not as much of an issue, but technically not, not an issue. <laughs> it can be really confusing. So it's a possibility. That is certainly a possibility. So okay. plausible. Yeah, pl- plausible. And then uh, finally, Christopher Burkhart says, with I think maybe some potential inside knowledge here, um, as a developer, you can't. Devs don't run the schedule. They have to work within it. It's the developer that needs to insist on quality over ship date. It kind of sounds like he has some experience in this matter. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Could you as a dev or as a dev? What? (laughs) What? You lost me. (laughs) Dev, I think you said publisher and and developer. Sometimes the... You know, mm, Ubisoft yeah, and, oh. and Microsoft can be given that yeah. that name yeah. uh, um, ambiguously. He, he, to, to be specific, he was responding to my question, how would you fix this problem if you were a developer? And he's saying, as a developer, you can't. Devs don't run the schedule. They have to oh, work Oh, okay. It. So he it's may the, or may not be a dev. Got it. Right. It may or may not. It, you just it, confused it just, me, it, it, there, There's some tone there that sounds like it has some inside knowledge. Um so that's, uh, that's everything that I believe we have on the Facebook. Um, now, mm-hmm. I believe we have an email from our friend Ryan um, that I have not seen yet, but my co-hosts have. Ryan, Ryan was kindly enough to... to I, don't, I, don't, I wouldn't call this fan art. 
<laughs> I'd say it was a uh, inspired doodle. I would say it's an homage. A creative yeah. interpretation. Inspired doodle um, is what I'm working now, with here. I know Ryan, and he does he does a bit of drawing, but I'm not clear on whether or not Ryan drew these, or whether, because he's at C2E2 holding this photo up. I don't know if he if he drew this, or if he commissioned somebody to draw this. <laughs> oh, I hope he commissioned it. <laughs> um, it's a picture of me and Goat and Charlie, and... Um, our alter interpretations. <laughs> um, it's a picture of Goat who looks remarkably like Willie Nelson. To me. <laughs> <laughs> That's appears to have appears to have gout, ah. uh, and he is saying, "A quick death, please." <laughs> um, a, a picture of me sitting on a soapbox with my ass crack hanging out, with the uh, letters FG, presumably for Falcon Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> the back of my uh, my body here. I also look like I may be suffering from roid rage. Um, it says, get off my lawn. No, let me do it. Get off my lawn, you damn kids. I need to pull this up as you're looking at and it. And then there's a picture of Charlie strutting off the side of the uh, the picture saying, give me that buttercorn, give me that buttercorn. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm looking at this with you now. Um, um, huh, look this at that. This is... Uh, <laughs> Why is my hand vibrating? It's really something. You're, you're going like this. You're oh, singing, okay. man. It's, 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 I'm just saying you can't really see the front of my waist, and my wrist is going up and down right around you're, you're strutting. that area. Maybe you're looking for that buttercorn somewhere else. Oh, you're, oh, oh boy. No. Oh, boy. Oh. I'm going to bring it back. You're strutting <laughs> like, like, like Steamboat Willie, man. You're like, yeah, you're yeah, like, like old timey cartoons yeah, where yeah. your legs are way far ahead of your torso. Yeah, I definitely do yeah. look like Willie Nelson meets Pickles. That. This needs to go. <laughs> that is definitely. This needs yeah. to go on the Facebook page. I think this should we, be. Yeah. People need to know we, about we, this. We will definitely That's share true. this. Uh, at, at work, <laughs> such as this. Um, look, Ryan, um, we're all very proud of you, and we'll make sure to put your work on the fridge. Yes. Yay! I, a plus, gold I stars. Really, I, I don't. Uh, don't. Don't. But we, we need to know. We will. I will. We, when we post this, we will make sure that we credit the the correct artist because it's not. Like John said, it's not completely clear who drew this. And yeah. Seeing as that, oh no no no, hold on. Oh. The email says horribly by Ryan. <laughs> so uh, okay, okay. these are was, Ryan on original. Ryan. Okay. He was. must have been waiting in line for a uh, panel. Thank you, thank you, O Mystic One, for uh, my new tattoo has been drawn for me. Thank you. Oh my God! Please get yourself with gout, Willie Nelson goat gout, gout goat tattooed somewhere on your body. Oh boy! Real big, right on your ass. Maybe I'll do the Stevo thing and just do the whole back base. Do please, oh my God. God. Here's what I will promise you: if you get that tattoo, I will not get mine. <laughs> you have my word on that. that. that that's good. That's good. That that's seems good. like a skewed deal. Um, Way to hold your word on that. And uh, finally, we have a uh, songbird returning from the mists. Uh, she, she writes in, uh, "Dear Technotronic and Goat Falafel." And Ricky, your name's in the email. Woo! <laughs> she is um, very, very punctual. I, I need to rant before I get to the mailbag. Oh this boy. might be a bit harsh, but as a person who owns a Primal Rage Vertigo figure in the box, I hope they find that POS and force him or her to clean every every machine they have for the rest of their lives just with a Q-tip. That oh. or make them clean the floor with their tongue. She is, of course, referring to the incident. I um, will uh, pass okay. on your request, Somber, to the appropriate people. Jeez, so I agree with that full heart. Songbird's Wrath. Frau Songbird. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame um, her. That was the, an asinine move on a very rare piece of history. Yes, if, I'm if, with her. If, if you missed this segment from the show last week, uh, some 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 very special... Son of a super, bitch, as she said. Son of a bitch. Yes. Uh, accidentally spilled beer into a very, very rare Primal Rage 2 arcade cabinet. One of one. 
One of one. The yeah. only board in existence. And um, it was Bastard. resuscitated, but um, that 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 is he still needs a swift kick. Justice in the has not been served, uh, <laughs> according to Songbird, which I don't disagree with at all. Uh, mailbag answer. It's gotten to the point to when a game comes out and I get for whatever reason, I'll wait up to about a week before I play that game out of worry that something might go wrong. This usually isn't the case with Nintendo, uh, but when the Mewtwo DLC came out for Club Nintendo members, I waited out until problems were found and fixed. That way, I didn't find myself in an unfortunate circumstance like with Charlie and Ori of the Blind Forest. Uh, in all honesty, I don't know how becoming a developer uh, would solve everything considering all of the factors that can come into place when it comes into gaming, but as of late, it just seems like they feel like their time and money is more important when it feels like ours they should consider more so. Um, yeah, uh, out of the, uh, one of the biggest problems for launches seems to be server issues. That's very true. Uh, why can't companies buy an overabundance first just to see how much they actually need and then reduce the size instead of always being under capacity? That is, that is also an element we did not touch on. And I agree with wholeheartedly, even as someone who doesn't even really play online multiplayer. Mm. Um, we keep talking about games having issues, but have you guys ever had a game problem, which came from an update? Um, I feel like I have. I mean, I feel like we all probably have just by I have. the law of... Oh, yes. I have. Uh, save Corrupt uh, when I updated Fable Anniversary. Yeesh. Really? That happens a yeah. lot, actually. Pissed me the fuck off. I'm like, I was okay because I knew how the game ended <laughs> because yeah. it's a remake. But I was like, if this was any other game, I would be fucking furious. Uh, I had the same thing with um, Elder Scrolls Three Morrowind. Really? But mm-hmm. it was... I was... A quarter of the way into uh, the Blood Moon expansion, I had completed all the Tribunal, and I mean everything. I mean, I same thing with the core game. I probably had 200 hours on that save file, corrupted wow. save file, after an update, a patch for Blood Moon. And you don't even look at the eye anymore, do no, you? No, no. I want. <laughs> I have for years wanted to go back and just play through the Blood Moon stuff to finish it, because I have finished like every piece of content for every Elder Scrolls game I could get my hands on, except for that one. But 200 hours, when I just think about that, it makes me queasy. Look, game developers, when you do that to us, it turns into that girlfriend that you will hit with your car when you see her in public. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. Ricky, what about you? Um, I've definitely seen it happen before. I don't have a specific example, but it, it definitely happens frequently. I feel like it's yeah. happened a lot mm-hmm. In all years. software. It's not just, it's not just yeah. games. It's, yeah. it's, that's, uh, the, that's Ricky's calling card. He won't tell you that, though. Uh, <laughs> that's right. I worked on this title. That's it. Never update. Uh, and finally, Songbird asks if the internet ever did. If if the internet never did exist, what do you think video games would have shaped to become at this point in time? So, how would video games have evolved? I think minus that it, the influence. Of I the think internet? they would have been exactly what they were for their entire lifespan until the internet changed them. I think would have been you know development cycles for the console lives of you know five six years and then we'd put in another one and graphics would incrementally get better you know i think there would be a lot more narrative i don't think it would be multiplayer based you know not not terribly far beyond what we're used to maybe more land party type stuff but i would say um we would see uh they would be longer like the bigger games like final fantasy oh that word but final fantasy <laughs> witcher stuff like that we would still see they would be stupidly long games because of the cycle and it'd be like multiple blu-ray discs i i, I think Maybe. the narrative would still would oh, yeah. be a lot stronger oh yeah but i'm saying they'd still be like, like i think you'd still get games would... like final fantasy 13 all three of them would have been mm-hmm. in a series of four discs yeah I, th- I think we might have more appropriately priced games and maybe not longer games necessarily, but uh, for shorter games, we might have, you know, a different price, whereas $30 uh, Final Fantasy type game mm-hmm. or, or some longer game might be 70 sure. or something like this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to say. Multiplayer, I think you're right, would be phased out. Um, 
or at least not as prominent. Yeah, it would and, still and stick to games like Mario Kart. I say, and, 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 you know, the biggest thing I would notice, honestly, would be the uh, indie wouldn't exist. You know, it would just be because I mean, it thrives on the internet. Yeah, digital mm-hmm. distribution is pretty essential for yeah. indie. You you wouldn't go buy Ori on disc. Yeah. No. You never would. You God, did, Steam would... wouldn't exist. Think about that for a second. Yeah. Wow, it'd be a better place. Yeah. You think oh, so? what? P- PC? Yeah. No. Get the no. hell out. No. I wouldn't have to pay my mods. <laughs> oh. oh my god. <laughs> no, oh, man. You nice. know what? I was I was PC gaming before Steam existed and it it still happened. PC you know, gaming and I have a bad relationship because it burnt me out on FPS. Yeah. We, we you might. burnt yourself that's out your, on that's FPS. Your fault. That's, you did that. No, no, no. That's its fault. A, a plus factor of this, we might actually get more completed games. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. If you can't rely on the internet for quick and easy patches for games, or patching them at all, I suppose. Right. You'd have yeah. to put out probably well, that's what it the was. first time. People yeah. have a lot less tolerance for a that A lot sort of people... Of thing. Like, Nobody's going to buy an installed disc. People under the age of 25 don't remember this or don't realize this, but in the age of gaming that most of us grew up in, if you put out a half-finished game or a broken game, people would fucking hang your ass from Because you couldn't fix it. They would just grill you to death. Well, yeah. the biggest thing, too, is... You back, were held accountable for putting out yeah. a broken piece of shit and charging people Well, for back it, in the day, you, know? you couldn't fix it. It was busted. It was busted. Yeah. It's on the disc. You're done. Once well, it's printed, it's printed. I love right. the internet and the many great things mm-hmm. that it brings that are positive, but I am of the opinion that the world, especially the gaming world, was a better place when people had to be accountable for putting out a finished product mm-hmm. before before sure. they put it out that was it you know there, there's still some of that i just think that maybe there's the hope that it, it can always be fixed sure so there's this kind of invested hope with the hope the publisher. is fine the reliance um, on that the is follow-through the is sure. a bit lacking yes they they use it a lot of people use it as a crutch and an excuse and that's, well, yeah that's i'm sure i'm sure there's a patch that <laughs> Like um, mentality. Right, Sorry. Yeah, wow, yeah. I just stopped in the middle of a thought. Thank you for that. That was awesome. <laughs> Yay, mind. Uh, so thank you, Songbird, for your email. Thank you, Ryan, for your artistry. And thank you, all of our Facebook responders, um, for all of your comments. We Keep do, it uh, coming. We greatly appreciate it. Yes, thank you. This is uh, Bring on the pain. We definitely want to see this, uh, this kind of... Uh, Ask the I, most I know, awkward I, questions you can. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Don't do that last one. <laughs> You're unsettling Charlie. <laughs> Don't do that. Um, do it. This is, I, I know this is a hot button issue, but the uh, the, the the reaction that we got from uh, from the listeners on this uh, this question was fantastic. So, John, what do you have coming up? Um, I I've got uh, only a couple things uh, coming up. The event that I was supposed to do last night for Fearless Radio, they had pipes burst at the uh, event. Uh, luckily, thank goodness, before we arrived to take care of everything, so they're moving it to the thirtieth of next month. This coming Saturday, May 2nd, we're going to be performing at the Bottom Lounge. Um, it's $10 a ticket. Um, it, we've got pre-sale tickets in hand. They're cheaper if you buy them from us. Um, the vast majority of us are going to be there. A ton of people are going to be there. It's going to be a really fun event. Um, I'm pretty sure so, the four of us in this room will be there. I, I don't yep. know. I don't, are you going to be there, Charlie? Yes. Yeah. Oh, Michelle, Michelle and I are planning on attending, so the entirety of Gamerhead Radio Woo! will be there. Uh, all of Gamerhead Radio will be there. And, we'll uh, do a swimsuit contest. It'll be, it'll be oh good times. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, I am not going to do that. Yeah, and I'm not going any longer. That's uh, good. You see what you did? You scared swimsuit Ricky. Can- <laughs> swimsuit canceled. Sorry, Ricky. You can oh, go on. Okay. So I'm right. going again. It's okay. Uh, so that's it. That's all I got coming up right now. Other things in the future, but for now, I'm just going to focus on next weekend. Um, okay. That's it. Goat, anything you'd like to talk about? The Iron Curtain is lifting. Dun, 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 dun. One of the uh, shh, projects that I've been working on has been officially greenlighted. Uh, I'm a part of a new band. And project, it's called Codename Phoenix. We are all over the social medias. 
Bum, 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 uh, it's bum, a V for Villains parody band. No, no, it's really not. <laughs> it's H's for Heroes. Yes, H's for Heroes. I am Mr. Uh, instigator. This is amazing. But yes, uh, you no, are. it's a, it's you a, are actually <laughs> yes, aptly titled. Uh, no, it's a real band. We're doing uh, some heavy shit. It's a lot of uh, the old Beatles boys and stuff like that. We're continuing the trek through musical voyage. I'm sorry, I heard you say it's a lot of the old Beatles boys. And I was like, I I don't yes, think that's yes, right. me, Paul, and two dead guys. <laughs> it's it's and Ringo are all getting back together to do death metal. Love me do no. <laughs> uh, it's heavy. It's wild. Here comes the sun. Dun, dun, yeah. dun, dun. <laughs> Anyways, uh, you know I'm a death metal singer. My part time. Clearly, I'm, I'm clearly. not weird. No. It by day, death by night. But uh, <laughs> so yeah, um, everything's getting launched uh, next week. I will have exact. Uh, URLs and everything where you can find us. We're putting out a couple little snippets of like, hey, look what we're doing. Uh, should have new full music up. Yeah, give me two weeks. So, woo, exciting! Yes, finally I guess. get to see, uh, get to share the fruits of your labor. That's uh, that's always yeah. an exciting time. Yes, with my burnt eyeballs. <laughs> yeah, uh, Ricky, is there anything that you would like to plug, share with, promote anything? Um, no, I don't really do much. <laughs> I understand. So, I mean, I, I twitch every once in a while, Mastercaster, without ease at the end. But oh, the service. Okay, that makes more sense. Uh, we'll have I to, twitch at home too. We'll have to. We'll have to get you out here whenever we're doing one of our live streams. Yes. One of these. Yeah, have fun. you come yes. out and play yeah, some yeah. games with us on yes. the stream? He's obviously yeah. busy getting yelled at by corporate drunk. Oh, not any longer. Monarchs. My life is much yeah. better. Oh, right that's now. right. You've you've yeah, got yeah, higher like... higher pastures with less whips. He chose wisely. Mm. Okay, cool. And um, on my side of things, um, coming back to, I'd like to talk about uh, MLP MSP, the uh, PonyCon in Minneapolis, St. Paul, Minnesota. Um, we are less than 50 days away from con time, and I am super, super, super excited. Um, it's, uh, yeah, I'm just really looking forward to it. I'm going to get to meet a whole bunch of show actors and be able to talk with them and hang out and do things with people that I, I am very excited about to actually meet in person. Um, gotten to be really good friends with a lot of the uh, other showrunners that I pretty much uh, up to this point only know from like Skype and things like that. So I'm um, just really excited about that. So um, if there are any if there are any bronies or Pegasusers listening, uh, please go to mlp-msp.com and please uh, sign up. And if you follow us on social media, you're pretty much talking to me because that's that's my gig these days. Uh, for my beer of the week, it is of course the delicious black syrup. Uh, with a slightly purplish tint, uh, Dark Lord, um, 2015. <laughs> oh God! It's it's just some really good, really good stuff. Um, to the point where, so I I was talking about my experience and I was talking about it with Goat, and he's like, "You paid how much for that beer?" I'm just like, yeah, "Trust me, it's worth it." And then he took a, one sip and he was like, "Okay, I get it." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. It is a phenomenal beer. I rarely, I an untapped. I'm I'm a good I, a reviewer. I very You're rarely very conservative. Give, yeah. I I, yeah, I, I rarely give five out of fives. Actually, this is only the second five out of five, and the only reason I give it a five out of five is because I couldn't get a seven out of five. This is by far the best beer I have tasted to date, and I will stand by that claim. And I've fed this man a lot of beer. Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is good. He's, I've only been with the show since January, and I've had... Uh, a lot. So many delicious individual beers. Oh. This is the holy grail for you beer drinkers. It is a... Go. It, is, it is a... It's like black as night imperial russian stout uh it's like 15 percent um it, it is hoppy it is there's like some fruit in there it's everything there's yeah it's it's everything you wanted are, and two things more there are so many it is so complex there's so many things going on it's it's hard to describe but it is 
I, I, this is, and, and I have witnesses in this room, three witnesses. This is the first beer I've drinking that literally has given me chills when yeah. I drink it. Yeah. <laughs> it is that good. Yeah, it's a born-again situation. <laughs> so, Dark Lord, you should come to my bottle shares. I'll probably be opening one at several of Ten dollars a ticket, yeah. we're fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Line up outside. So for next week's topic, uh, basically coming off of last week's story um, about how the the size of digital games versus the small size of hard drives, uh, we kind of wanted to expand on that and just talk about game distribution in general. Um, so uh, with uh, about where it's been, where it is, and where it's going, where what would you like to see as far as game distribution? How do you feel about physical versus digital? Uh, how do you feel about the price of physical being the same as digital? Should digital be less? Um, how do you feel about um, the size of games? Do you think that they should be broken up into smaller pieces? How do you feel about episodic content versus having it all come out in one shot? Um, I know there's a lot of there's a wide range of stuff to cover there, but just in general, just uh, kind of pick what uh, whatever whatever caught your ear about all that, and let us know what you think. Give us your two cents on anything about it. Yeah, it just just, you know just a, it, kind it, of an open yeah. forum topic yeah. on this one. This whatever you think about digital games, tell us. Um. Boxers or briefs? Digital or physical? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Is that going to become a camp, too? <laughs> God, I hope not. Like like PC versus Mac. Digital versus physical. Oh, God. iOS versus Android. DC versus Marvel. Yeah. The world spins on two axes. Yeah, but... Di- okay. Save it for next week. Um, so, on that note, if you've liked what you heard, you can find us at GamerHeadRadio.com, at Facebook.com backslash GamerHeadRadio, at Google.com backslash plus GamerHeadRadio, and on Twitter at GamerHeadRadio, where I'm at T-E-K, Charlie, Goat is at Sir Goatsworth, John is at The Fallon Flynn. Ricky, are you on Twitter? I am uh, at Ricky Say Relax. How, what was that? Ricky Say Relax. Like Frankie Say Relax. From... Oh, got it, got yeah, it. Yeah, Frankie goes to Hollywood. Got it, got it, got it. Uh, email us at editors at GamerHeadRadio.com or call and leave us a message at 949-26-GAMER. Next person to call and leave a voicemail wins. Uh, download the official GamerHead Radio app from Google Play on Android or subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, YouTube, Twitch, or with your podcast downloader of choice. Thanks very much for listening. This has been GamerHead Radio. I sort of um, lost a half a day yesterday. <laughs> um, I, uh, I went to uh, uh, this is only this is only relevant to get to what I played to today. Um, I went to uh, uh, if anybody's if, if any of the craft beer drinkers out there are probably familiar with uh, Dark Lord Day, which is um, the Three Floyds Brewery uh, in Munster, Indiana. It's their yearly release of their beer called Dark Lord. And um, it is the most ridiculous, gigantic bottle share party concert that you'll ever imagine. Corrosion of Conformity was headlining, if that tells you anything. Oh, that's crazy, man. Yeah. Wow. wow. I didn't even know they were still around. But yeah, they yeah, had a whole bunch of other they bands. They just got back together. Uh, yeah. I, I've been telling everybody because they're asking what you were doing. I'm like, oh, okay. he went to the Woodstock for craft beer lovers. <laughs> and given the rain and mud, that's not a bad comparison at all. Yeah. Um, yeah um, but um, 
I'm 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 going with that. I got roofied um, because <laughs> oh, that's his story. <laughs> I'm sticking to you it roofied because yourself, did you? I, uh, yeah, with with delicious delicious beer mm-hmm. and um, yeah because I um I came. I don't remember most of last night. <laughs> I don't remember getting home. Um, I don't. I, I don't remember the uh, series of about twenty selfies I apparently took on my wife's phone, which of course she kindly posted to Facebook. She posted everything. <laughs> the world to see. She threw it all up there. I don't remember the video that she took of me falling down the stairs once I got home. Um, <laughs> Uh, talking about how I'm perfectly sober and I'm acting. Kidding, of course. Uh, trying to cuddle with my cat who wasn't having any of it. Uh, <laughs> falling asleep on the floor and then being woken up. And uh, yeah, that video also is online for the world. In to order see. to save Charlie a little bit of 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 his his shame for for the videos that his wife posted on the internet. What instead of instead of encouraging you to go watch those videos, what I'll tell you is: is anybody who's seen Ghostbusters, you remember when uh, Lewis Tully became uh, possessed? And he was Vince Clortho. Like uh, Charlie had that wild, man. <laughs> crazy look in his eye. I kept, I kept waiting for him to say he was the key master. I am, I'm not going to. He was, that he was one. He was half a beer away from being the key master. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was, it was delightful. I'll, I'll accept that. 